Greetings, salutations, and of course, hello! Welcome to another electrifying topic episode from the NPCs for the week of January 9th, 2021. 2020 has come and gone, and with it a lot of surprise, intrigue, concern, and downright confusion in the world of video games. We saw changes to the industry as a response to a global crisis, a new console generation ushered in, more and more games played with more time to spend at home, and hype and disappointment at games released throughout 2020. Now with that year out of the way, it's time for the three of us to talk about what we look forward to this year. That's right, folks. It's time to look ahead to 2021. My name is Travis, and of course, I am joined by Preston. What's up? And Kyle. Hello. Hi, guys. Hey, Betty. Kyle, I missed you. Did you? I missed you. I did. You you missed me? Yeah. (laughs) Aww. You guys are having a moment. We are. Yeah, you interrupted it. Thanks for inserting yourself <laughs> yeah, And you fucking ruined it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I want to play too. Fuck off. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> well, guys, it is 2021. Fucking surprised we've actually made it all the way through and uh, survived 2020 itself anyway. But we got a whole new year of fun i guess maybe to look forward to i guess depending on things so this episode folks is not going to be a regular topic episode where we list out things and come up with a one through ten order or one through three order or anything like that we're really kind of using this as a round table between the three of us to discuss what's actually been said so far about what's happening in 2021 and the things we're really looking forward to and also some things we're also uh looking at within the industry itself too so uh you guys have something there on your list itself. We've each generated separate lists here of uh, different things to bring up games and uh, I guess just different parts of what could happen in 2021 in general. So uh, you guys want to start off with one of these here in particular? I have no preference. No preference. Okay. Well, last year, the biggest thing we started off with, of course, are the games we're looking forward to here in uh, 2021. And I guess where I would like to start... then. Yeah, where I'd like to really start off at actually is, and I really wish I got my damn alpha code for this because I've watched some footage of this, is Back for Blood, which is the uh, spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead. And that game looks just like Left 4 Dead. Just, man, it's going to feel good playing that game again. I am so pumped for that one. Uh, Same devs as uh, the original one did. Was it Raven software? Yeah, it's uh, uh, Turtle Rock. Turtle Rock, sorry. I don't know why I'm thinking Raven. What the fuck? Um... Thank you. Yeah, so Turtle Rock is the one that's making it again, and it literally looks like Left 4 Dead and runs just like Left 4 Dead. The only difference, of course, is that the zombies have more of kind of what Resident Evil did. And I think I mentioned this to you guys before, but it looks like the zombies kind of took a turn similar to the way things changed from Resident Evil 3 going into Resident Evil 4, where there was more emphasis on kind of, you know, the Ouroboros um, and Las Plagas type look. Of zombies. Yeah, it's like parasitic instead of, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, instead of viral. Mm-hmm. But it looks really, like, from what I've seen of the alpha, I don't know if the alpha is actually still going on anymore. I think it was just a limited time run. But what I've seen of footage out of it is it's it's right oh, back God, this to... This is just left for... Yeah. Yeah, it's... This re- is just left for dead. <laughs> it really is. But, I mean, at least but we haven't it seen... it also looks like it's going to have, like, uh, World War Z amounts of zombies mm-hmm. so that's a cool thing i think because now that the 
graphical and and actual raw cpu power is there you know you can actually have more and more zombies up on the screen itself too so i think that's going to be neat to actually see these these hordes i mean the hordes in in the original left for dead were enough to to kind of put you on edge depending on where they would randomly spawn in at but you up that to the levels of what world war z was i think that's going to be pretty uh pretty in-depth and I'm looking forward what to that. What platform one. is this? Is this going to be Xbox I, and PlayStation 2 or just PC? Well, I sure as hell hope they're not releasing it for the PlayStation 2, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be current yeah. gen. <laughs> <You're and> so <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> I think it's going to be uh, all current gen consoles. Safe. <laughs> I think it's going to be Xbox, uh, Xbox Series consoles, PlayStation 5, PC. I wouldn't be surprised if they do go back to the uh, last gen consoles, but. I guess that's going to depend. Um, I don't know, actually. I hope they don't. Yeah, I don't think they've really said. So far, the I don't alpha think those systems can handle it. Yeah, the alpha itself was just specific to PC, which was released through Steam. Um, there was no alpha, or there hasn't even, I think, been a beta talked about yet for anything else outside of PC. So we'll just have to wait. But I'm you guessing it's be all over. Uh, again, I don't think that something's been talked about yet either, since everything's still in alpha with PC gameplay so far only. But that'd be nice. That would be hmm. very nice. I'm going to take a quick look on this. I'm going to look that up specifically. Okay. Well, while Preston's looking at that one really quick, Kyle, what about you in games for 2021? What else do you have on your list? Uh, Elite Dangerous Odyssey. Uh, granted, it is Ugh. going to be just an expansion to Elite Dangerous, but this is finally going to be adding in basically the first-person mode, so you'll be able to do literally everything on that game. Yeah, and they're including weapons now, I think, right? Where you can actually yeah. shoot people like some type of no, not just absolutely. Yeah, not just shooting each other with spaceships, but actually shooting each other with space guns. Yeah, well, it, it looks like there'll be and the the way they've talked about it is you're supposed to be instead of when you dock at like a spaceport or whatever, uh it won't necessarily always be you just dock and that's it. Like, you'll be able to dock, and there might be stuff you can walk around and do now. Um, and uh, some of the missions might involve actually landing on a planet, because they've had the ability to land on planets and drive around with vehicles for a little while now. But they're, they want to expand on that, so you'll, you'll be able to do basically a ground war in Elite Dangerous. Oh, very neat. Because with Elite Dangerous and the vehicles itself is... When you would go onto a planet, like uh, Elite Dangerous is a game I've still been wanting to pick up. But um, when you go on to the different planets and that, are you limited to actually being in the vehicle itself and that's the only way you can yeah. get around? Okay, so there's been no actual yeah. like boots on the ground in like on these different planets or moons or celestial bodies, whatever. Right. Okay. And anything that really involves you going down to a planet usually involve is mostly a mining mission. So it's like, oh, well, I just took up a mission to go mining. It, it, and now it's not just transporting mining goods. They might actually have you go to a planet and get something, you know? So what you're telling me is now we're getting Minecraft in space with guns. Uh, Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. I haven't played as much as that aspect. I, I still just uh get cargo and uh warp into random systems and piss people off, so... <laughs> okay. That's actually like that's very intriguing of itself that they're adding that in. I had seen a couple different things, yeah. but not fully looked into what Elite Dangerous was offering. Next, I 
I think part of my problem is that you've got Elite Dangerous out and then whatever the hell is going on with Star Citizen, since that game is mm-hmm. just in a perpetual um, alpha stage, I think, perpetual early access. So it, it always throws me off. Is Am I seeing stuff for Star Citizen or Can am I actually, actually seeing stuff for Elite Dangerous? Star Citizen? Oh, yeah, there are people playing yeah. that game. Oh. Yeah, that game's been out. It's just, it's, like, what are they actually considered as? Let me look it up here. Star Citizen. Let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. And it, it's marked as an in-development game. Um, oh. I, I don't know. Um, let's see. Yeah, it doesn't really say. It just says it's still in development. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's what I thought, because... Every time they they go to, you know, make a big announcement about it and everyone gets all hyped because they're like, oh, Star Citizen's going to come out. And they just come out and they're like, oh, guess what, guys? We're we're using a new engine or, oh, we, we just decided to add this really cool aspect to the game, but it's going to take us another two years. <laughs> yeah, it's that's why it always throws me off that when I see stuff, because I'm not saying the games are like immediately one for one where elite dangerous and star citizen are the exact same it's just there are sometimes things that come up and it it throws me off but um with the first person stuff though especially because elite dangerous really uh put a lot of emphasis on vr support is there going to be the vr support extended to the um first person mode when you're actually walking around too so you could be sitting at your computer with you know you know keyboard mouse and moving around while moving your head I'm not actually certain because I haven't been playing it on PC. When I the when I play it, I play it on Xbox. Okay. Yeah, and all that great VR support on Xbox right now, huh? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I think it's going to be a good one. One, to one play. of these days, Microsoft will come out with a, hey, how about that for a subject? Whatever happened to HoloLens? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, it's still there. And I think they're still just trying to figure out exactly what the best thing is to do with it. The problem is that it's so expensive. Everybody else is starting to get into the AR world as well. And there's not necessarily an immediate general market for it. It's just it's kind of going about the same way as Google Glass that you actually haven't really seen that except for like enterprise. So if HoloLens does become a regular thing or the technology is developed in a fashion where you can get something like that, I could see – you know, AR stuff with the Xbox, you know, Series X or whatever the Xbox stuff is in the future. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, did you find out, Preston, about... Um, did you find out more about um, Back for Blood? Yeah, you're right. There's nothing. They have no clue on whether we'll have any crossplay right now. Hmm. Okay. Still yeah. looks fun, though. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck about... Really dangerous. <laughs> That's okay. Those types of games. It, are it's for really everyone. not your your type of game, to be honest. Totally. Like, yeah. Totally. Because uh, it, it's one of those games. It's totally non-objective. You start, and it's basically like, okay, go find something to do. You know, you can either fly around until you run out of gas and die, or you can try and find a station and you know pick up a mission, or you can go piss that people off and then die. <laughs> That sounds just terrible. <laughs> yeah, Preston, do you want to talk about open world games? How about open galaxy games? Let uh, yeah, let that one really open universe. Yeah. Oh my god, you just and, uh, and really and truly boners. like when when you when you plot a course and it's like something that's I don't know eight hundred light years away. 
if you don't actually set jump points or plan out the, you know, how many jumps that it's going to take and whatnot, and make sure you have enough fuel for those jumps, um, it, it would take you literally that many light years. You would just, you could set your computer running and when the earth blows up, your computer would still be running trying to get there if you were just <laughs> trying to do it normal. That's a cool feature, but that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably not the best thing, uh, you know, for your use of time. It can I be suppose. really overwhelming, in all honesty. Well, I'm happy because you're of the scope. For it. Uh, yeah, I I really like the game, but yeah, I'm excited for that expansion. Okay. What about you, Preston? Let's talk about one that's actually coming out. Yeah. Hitman 3 in like two weeks, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah, that's coming up really soon, isn't it? Jeez. Yeah, that'll be our first once over for this year. Ah, I'm so fucking stoked, especially the VR part. <laughs> I want to see how they incorporate VR into a Hitman universe. But it's supposed to be the last of the trilogy, too, so. Mm-hmm. Last of these three. Because they're also mm-hmm. making, what's the other one? They make the, they're going to make the GoldenEye game, too. Well, they're gonna they're gonna work on Project 007, um, and that's kind of one of those things. Looking kind of, but we don't know much information on what's gonna happen with 007. It actually, came out um, in a news article because they were asked about it. Um, uh, IO Interactive was actually asked specifically, um, you know, what's going on with Project 007, and I guess a lot of it is still in the initial just discussion phase. It's like that they've got the license. Like, okay, what can we do? But you know, for them well, to get the right, a long ways away then, huh? Right. I would assume for them to get the rights for it anyway, they'd have to have put something out in the front. I mean, unless they said, imagine a James Bond game, but what we're doing here in Hitman or something, or they, they cobbled together a proof of concept to say, this is what a James Bond game can look like. And maybe it's using like, you know, the Hitman three game itself from some point in time to, to actually demonstrate, you know, what it could be. But yeah, it probably won't even maybe be Maybe like year. an open-ended spy game to see like in the sandbox to see whatever you could do, solve the mission however you want. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think that would actually be really, I think that would be the best evolution for a James Bond game instead of continuing down the path of what they've been anyway, which has just been flat out linear. Of course, I think the multiplayer should be, I guess, you know, kind of keeping in line with what we'd expect for James Bond games. Just please no James Bond battle royales, please. You know, I, I don't want that. Um, I do not either. No, I, but I think though having an open world James Bond game where you could, um, you know, if it tied like all the different James Bond movies together, where you're on this, you know, what like this one massive map or something, and all the different missions are kind of sort of intertwined from the previous movies, and it's you have to go about your own ways of getting everything done, or even a whole new mission, but doing it in your own way, um akin to what you'd see in James Bond films, I think would be a fantastic game. And I think, I think IO is the best one to probably do it. Totally. They're the best of those open sandbox Mm -hmm. sandbox games. That's why I like it, man. I just don't, I'm sure they're not going to change much as far as any kind of gameplay mechanics. I don't think we're going to see anything new Mm -hmm. as far as features. I think it's just the next hit, man. So, but I'm excited for it. Nothing much about that one though. Yeah. I think this one's going to be fun as well. The VR will be interesting. Oh yeah, VR. That's good. I'm very curious to hear what you think about it, though. In VR, I think that's going to be a big thing for it, for sure. So, especially for you. I gotta ask: Are, are you gonna are you gonna put both uh, copies on your PlayStation Five? Because you have to have the PlayStation Four copy installed to play it in VR, or are you just gonna play it on a PS Four? 
I'll probably just play that on PS4. I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what it is. I'm not sure. Hmm. That's right. I forgot about the... Yeah, I, I, I just think it's weird that. that they make you do that. That, like, we, we discussed it in the news uh, back in December, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it finally came out that said this is how PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 stuff will work. But I completely forgot about that. That's that's a very yeah. interesting thing, too. So, yeah. But at least you got the PlayStation 4 still anyway. And like, have you actually tried to adapt your PSVR over to your PlayStation 5 at all yet? No, I haven't even plugged. I haven't plugged my P- VR in for, like, I don't know, two months now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because last thing oh, was man, I've been playing box. more. Well, maybe you should play my PS5 then, Kyle. Fuck! <laughs> he just got himself a, a <laughs> brand new uh, computer build there, so I don't think he'll be going anywhere near a yeah, new I'm console good. for a while. <laughs> nah, next thing for me is the Index. Oh yeah, there's that too. You can do Half-Life in- Alex then, right? Yep, yep. Then Half-Life Alex Episode 1, or whatever will surprise us this year. Who oh Jesus, knows? don't, no, please don't. <laughs> Valve have, has a curse with counting. Is that Golden Freeman? Golden Freeman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. So, uh, let's see. On the other stuff with games here especially, I think one of the ones I'm very curious to see at least evolving wise. I mean, a lot of stuff here for me is is kind of re-releases anyway. Is like Mass Effect Legendary Edition. So that's planned, uh, I think, for coming out sometime around March or April of this year and it's all three mass effects rolled into just one bundle i actually i don't even know if it included andromeda i wonder if they actually felt you know in one way to not include it i gotta look at that well i'm not buying it if they didn't let's see mass effect legendary edition let's see i don't think they will who knows because the way it sounds is with the new one they're gonna retcon it so yep yeah it looks like specifically it's going to only be mass effect one two and three in one large bundle and so far it's been confirmed surprisingly it says it's confirmed for the playstation 4 and xbox one not saying that it's like they can't play it um i mean because mass effect 3 came out for the uh, I think it was the 360 anyway. It's not like the Xbox One and the rest of the Xbox One series can't play it. But I don't know. I figured that they would leverage a little bit more onto the other side of it. But yeah, so it's supposed to Actually, go ahead. I, I think Mass Effect 1 was uh, uh, 360, and I think it was a games for Windows. It was that old. Yeah, Mass Effect 1 was a exclusive to the Xbox uh, or excuse me, to the Xbox 360. Mass Effect 2, oh. I think, was a timed exclusive. And then when Mass Effect 3 came out, I think is when they did the split um, to actually get it on all of the other platforms. And I'm trying to remember here. Yeah, initially re- it says initially released on the 360, PlayStation 3, and Windows. But I only remember it, honestly, I thought, was um, just specifically for the... Um, yeah, yeah, it was created as an exclusive title for the 360. It was later ported to Microsoft Windows and then to the PlayStation 3. So it came out, yeah. And the Mass Effect 2 mm. looks like it was... Looks like it might have been across the board then. Okay, so Mass Effect 1 was that. But anyway, so yeah, you get all of them packaged into one. I mean, there's all there's been sales on the Mass Effect games for quite a while through the EA Store. And now, of course, with the integration of EA Games back into Steam... Uh, but one collection that has the support for the the enhancements going into like the Series X um, and even the PlayStation 5 and then, of course, having the top tier 
uh, gaming PC hardware. I think those games are going to really look and feel kind of like, like they're going to look really good and give you that level of immersion that you felt when you played them you know, originally with, with the scope of things and how they handled the lighting and the graphics, you know, I think that's going to just be that much more, um, mesmerizing when they come into these, um, these re-releases. And so I'm looking forward to those ones for sure too, especially anything else that comes up of Mass Effect 4, Mass Effect 5, whatever we want to really call it. I think it's four technically, because like I said, there. I think the way it sounds is they're retconning Andromeda entirely. So that would be awesome. Let's bury that in the ground next to Anthem, yeah. please. But yeah, so that's that's a big one. I'm I again a lot of stuff I'm looking at is remasters at least at this point in time or, or re-releases. So, uh, Kyle, what about you on games though? Still too. Um, I know you and Preston had um, one that you each were sharing there for sure was a. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. I'm trying to remember yeah. what the premise of that game was. Again, I remember the trailers were all about uh, like go like you were walking around somewhere in Japan and then it was just like ghosts just like appearing or something. It was like a um a jump scare type thing. Yeah, it's almost like you're you're hunting oni or or yokai or something, but it I don't know, it's almost like cyberpunk meets uh meets Skyrim. Uh, because of the magic and stuff you can do. I was about to say cyberpunk but, because that's that was another yeah. thing I was thinking of looking at some of the other images is that it gets that vibe. But I think Tokyo in general offers that kind of vibe anyway with some of the yeah. some of the existing tech that they're using out on the streets for um, you know just just about anything, honestly. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, especially you look at. Uh, like the Shibuya area and it's all like lit up and that the the way it just looks futuristic. It's almost like they're trying to make the city look futuristic, but I, I mean it, the game echoes that, but in a very futuristic sense, obviously. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, but with the magic and uh, yeah, everything, uh, just the visuals look really cool on that one. Yeah. I'll that. That's the part I was drawn to was, the actual gameplay of the and how the powers and everything, the magic all look in in motion looks really impressive. Is Ghostwire? See, I'm really uh, go go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I, I'm really excited to see games that use those ty- the, those types of visuals with like the magic or like weird digital effects and stuff uh, going forward into the next generation, uh, because of ray tracing and stuff to see what, what they're what kind of say too. of doing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause ray tracing is such a hot word for, for anything right now yeah. with gaming anyway, especially in the PC scape. Uh, is Ghostwire specifically a PlayStation exclusive title or is that? No, it's a, uh, it's going to be on PS five and, uh, PC. Okay, so there's okay, so they're not doing a launch on Xbox. Then it's going to be it will be a PC no. and okay, okay. That that's no big deal. I was just kind of wondering there. Um, oh yeah. man, can you imagine ray tracing though? Like with with ghosts and apparitions in that too, especially because it's about bouncing oh, light yeah. around in that too. And it, totally, dude. Especially it's have some real cool visuals. I think so. Especially yeah. like imagine PT with ray tracing. You know, oh my god, that would be pretty sick. So, yeah, but ray tracing, I think, is going to be a big buzzword 
even through this coming year, though, too. Oh, yeah. I'm going to need to see more gameplay on that one. Same. To, like, be totally sold, but, yeah, looks real good. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, uh, speaking of ray tracing, I, I think we're going to start seeing a big, like, difference of, of style of gamers to this generation. You're going to see there, there's going to be people that want to play the game only in uh, a visual mode, but then there's other other people that are going to want to play it as just a performance mode. You know, they don't they don't care what the the game actually looks like as long as it runs and it runs fast and good. Because so many games do have those performance modes available now. Yeah, I noticed that especially with um, like I, I know it's a little bit of an older title anyway. Is Jedi Fallen Order that? Um, if you're on a 4K TV, it's going to throttle you down to 30 frames per second, but you're still going to have those higher quality visuals. And then when you plug into anything that's um, 1080p, then you have the option to do, you know, 60 frames per second. Or if your monitor supports it, it is 120 frames per second. But, you know, I didn't because it was whatever. Yeah, I, I, I thought sometimes it looks worse with it. Yeah. Mm. Like Spider-Man. I, I have I noticed. It looked better without it. The, the, like the first thing when you turn on a performance mode on a game on PC, the first thing it's going to turn off is ray tracing. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's so heavy on the system. Yeah. And see like even like you were just saying there too, uh, Preston about ray tracing in Spider-Man, there's, there's really no value for you in that game anyway, with the ray tracing, it's kind of neat. I'm guessing probably to be like up along the, the actual buildings themselves and kind of seeing a real time reflection and the way the light moves, but you're moving way too quick through that game to really even take notice of it. Right. Yeah. And it actually dulls the vibrant colors that made Spider-Man look so good. I thought, but I guess it's taste maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think certain games will probably benefit. Maybe maybe that's a case that the uh, ray tracing should be, uh, used in a limited fashion, like use maybe. it in the videos, but don't use it in the gameplay. Yeah, or maybe use it. I don't in... know, like something like Control though. Control looks a lot better with that ray tracing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe use it in games that don't necessarily have that crazy fast paced action going on with it, like like Spider Man. Exactly what I was. Yeah, thinking. is that if even like you know. Um, with cyberpunk 2077 is that it's not necessarily a game that is moving like crazy super quick so it can benefit from that extra lighting support from ray tracing but something that moves very fast spider-man's gonna be one example and i think really any multiplayer games too there's there's not a lot of value so i don't think you're gonna see Mm -hmm. rage like ray tracing should really stick to those games that do run slower the ones that have you more engaged in the the environment itself like like if they re-released ori with ray tracing support i'm sure that game would definitely look really neat with it or if they I hate to say it, like we get the twentieth release of Skyrim for whatever fucking reason, you know. Oh Why would God. you say it? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I, I, I heard Todd Howard might hear you. Yeah, he's he like spoke it into an existence. Yeah, I did. Damn it! I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, audience. Um, Jesus Christ. Let's talk about another game. Yeah, let's move on to another game. Which one on your list, then, Preston? Uh let's talk about another. Uh, well, since I'm such a Sony guy, uh, Deathloop. Oh, I think that, that game looks cool. cool. That's going to be it? a neat one. I thought that's kind of like, it looks kind of like Ghost Runner did. Um, 
I think it looks like it moves faster than Ghost Runner, though. But I like but Arcane. It actually... I think Arcane does make good, good shit. Yeah, but this one actually makes it look like uh, restarting every time um, makes it worth something rather than, you know, getting stuck in this really long segment that you get to the very end of and die and then have to start back at the beginning with nothing to take from that. Yeah, it feels like, I guess, a first-person roguelike. Like, yeah. Looks pretty sweet. Uh, I... I'll need to see more, but I'm pretty excited since that one's PS5 exclusive or PlayStation exclusive. And Bethesda owns or is owned by Microsoft. And I thought that was pretty cool still that they (laughs) decided to still put that game out. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that they're keeping it. I mean, I guess they didn't really have a choice, but. Yeah, it's all that contractual obligation crap that they've got to really stick with. But that's, I guess that's understood. And I'm just, I I wonder what other games are going to be affected by that anyway, too. But at least, you know, you're going to. I wonder if it'll hurt the quality of the game at all. I don't know, actually. That's a good question. If they're far enough along in a development, I mean, I don't remember when Deathloop is actually supposed to drop this year, but um, if they're far enough along in a development, I don't think that's going to really happen because I don't think they've finalized the actual acquisition of ZeniMax by, uh, by Microsoft yet. I don't think it's fully there, so maybe they can't really hmm. you know, throw all of their cloud around yet. Well, and I, th- I think that... It was supposed to be final before Deathloop launches, but um, everything that, uh, as far as discussion that was on the table, um, they're not going to change anything. Sony's still going to get the exclusive on it and everything, and they're, they're still going to have a development team that that was working on it continue to work on it till completion. So. Mm-hmm. Deathloop. Well, because remember, it's not only Deathloop, it, uh, it looks like Bethesda's also responsible for Ghostwire, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's I believe so. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Developed yeah. by Tango GameWorks and published by Bethesda. So it's it's not like it's yeah. So they've got a couple big titles there, especially for them. But yeah, I wonder when they're actually going to close on the deal because I didn't think they were doing that by the end of the year. I don't know. Anyway, so maybe their clout isn't I all. Feel the like way you and I are going to be the ones who play that one, Kyle. So. Yeah. We we like to torture ourselves with those kinds of games. So. Let's do it. <laughs> the masochist oh, yeah. of the gaming world. Oh, yeah. And then another PS5 one. Ratchet and Clank, right? We're going to oh, play that. Oh, yeah. I'm not a fan of Have Ratchet you... and Clank so much. You are know, a, a piece person. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not, it, it, it's not that they're bad games. I, I enjoy them. I just I don't enjoy them as much as other games. So, I don't know. I was still in awe of how fucking gorgeous that game looked. Oh my god. Do you remember that sure? How fucking pretty with uh what was that, the PlayStation? Uh the the Sony conference thing? Yeah, when they the they were doing one of their events. I think it was the one after they actually showed off the PlayStation five, but yeah, the the multi dimension um environments you're actually going through we got a um we got a, a, cool a female ratchet of yeah, course that comes in though i'll give you that you know i think that's going to be really really cool and i i actually enjoy the ratchet and clank series the only reason is because well i'm pissed off that we haven't had another jack and daxter game like a, a, another another uh you know or continuation of the jack and daxter series um since everything ended with what jack three i think i know we had a i think we had a standalone maybe daxter game but i just yeah on the psp yeah i and 
because of that, you know, it's like you had them competing because Sony couldn't figure out a, a mascot for the PlayStation. And sure enough, yeah, Ratchet and Clank is kind of still there for that. But I will say, though, I, like, I think that's one of the big ones that would is really making me itch to go get some type of PlayStation, you know, to right. play again. Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought that was my I don't know if it'd be a console seller, but it might be. I see that one like if there's anything that I could actually see going on with the PlayStation 5, especially as as inventory increases and such, too, is is we see this, you know, at like uh, Sam's Club and Costco and that is is the bundled in console with a game and maybe an extra controller. You know, I'd see um, Ratchet and Clank being one of those games that's definitely bundled in. So I think that might make it not necessarily just a bigger seller, um, but at least help it to further along, though, too. Uh, because that that's a great game for anybody to get in, regardless of age. And because I think of how good it looks and how it branches off to the things and introduces the um, oh, what is what is Ratchet species again? Lombax. That's Lombax? it. Yeah, yeah. Because they introduced the female Lombax. That's I think that's going to be another thing too that might entice some other people to come play it as well. But uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And that was like the little end part they showed up. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. You're going Spider-Man multiverse with this shit, huh? Yeah. So uh, that's one for sure for me, too. Even though I, I don't have a PlayStation right now, I, that's one that's really, really cool. I'll bring to. it over. Yeah, buddy. Uh, let's see here. Um, I guess this one, Um, I think this one's actually coming out here in a couple, like actually only in a few weeks, too, is Scott Pilgrim versus the World's re-release. Uh, that one is, uh, let's see. I like that game a lot. I yeah. haven't played it in a long time, but I like that game so, a lot. Yeah, so it's been a long time. Let's see. That one is dropping, uh, where is uh, it? in five days the 15th. or six days, excuse me. Yeah. The yeah. day, yeah, the day, uh, yeah, the day after this episode is when this drops. And they're actually doing a physical version of this as well. You know, not just the digital version. Really? Yeah. Um, when was this article that I just found? It was yesterday. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. The game gets a physical re-release too. pre-orders begin next week for PlayStation four switch editions, Xbox one coming soon, but it doesn't mean it's like you can't play it on the newer consoles anyway, though. Um, let's see. It's a got the game itself, classic edition and the KO edition and the, Oh my God. The KO edition has like, I'm not one. Oh wow. I'm not one usually for purchasing, um, uh, for purchasing collector's editions anymore now. But you get the overworld, you get an overworld map, you get, I guess, trading cards for some reason, drumsticks, guitar picks, uh, sticker sheet, uh, clash at Demon Head, commemorative concert tickets, just as things. You get the, um, you get the game itself, the complete edition behind the pixels, I guess, maybe looking at the development of the game. And then this, roadie collector's case that features spotlights that shine down on sex while bomb rocking out on stage to an original sound clip from anamana gucci which is one of the musicians i think who inspired um the writer of scott pilgrim so that's cool that it's coming out you know we're gonna get a physical like a good pickup yeah that i think i think if i do get the if anything i will go pick up the physical that one looks really really cool and that's a game that I haven't played since uh, back in the days when you were working at GameStop, when you guys were working there. Because, um, uh, oh, was there was one time, what was it, Joel, Travis, uh, or Joel, Ben, and I were over at uh, Travis's apartment, and 
the four of us did just a playthrough of Scott Pilgrim versus the world while I think just tearing apart a couple different pizza hut pizzas and just pushing through it into the night and actually getting the cops called on us. Cause we were so fucking loud <laughs> fucking giga Gideon at the very end <laughs> being the giant pain in the ass he is to defeat. How much is that supposed to be? Uh, that's a great question, actually. Let me put that back up again. I'm trying to find the uh, physical on limited run to see if they have it listed for uh, coming soon pre-order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm taking a look here just to see if there's any other prices. Uh, it looks like a lot of pre-order stuff just being talked about right now, specifically no actual yeah. prices themselves. Yeah, and there's you would think they would have one so nothing close. Is a yeah coming soon. Hmm, interesting. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I just go to Amazon and just type it in. Scott Pilgrim. Oh, there it is. 140 bucks for the collectors. Whoa, fuck. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, it was good and to think the, about uh, it. Was good. No yeah, fucking it was, way. It was an idea. The uh, classic edition that comes in like a Sega Genesis style case is uh, 54. Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm trying to see if they have it, the number listed uh, of how many they're going to do. Because it is a limited run. Usually they'll tell you how many they're going to do. Um, I might have to pass I'm on that's a lot it. of money for a re-release. That is a lot of money. I, I'm going to buy... I'm weird. I'm going to buy it on PC, Switch, and uh, Xbox at least. Um just because I love the game. I, I love that game too, but that's a lot. So. Yeah, I just, I'm, you know, that really just kind of threw me off because I hadn't gone to look at prices, but I did not expect that because the game originally when it released was definitely not that. I think in the realm of like digital games, it had only been 10 bucks. Kyle, uh, how are you going to be able to afford that if you're going to play No More Heroes 3 as well? You can't afford all you this know? stuff, Kyle. <laughs> I don't know. Got choice. Scott Pilgrim choose one. <laughs> is listed on the Nintendo website as coming out on the 14th. Um, so that's kind of odd. Hmm. I I, I imagine it's just because it launches at midnight or whatever. I don't know, and it could be where the headquarters is located. Or they just got it released a day early on Nintendo, but yeah, it has it releasing the 14th. Hmm. Okay, then. Yeah, and I'm not seeing any original, like, uh, let's see, let's see, original price. I didn't see original, like, I didn't see prices really listed anywhere. Um, I want to say it was 15 or $20, because I remember buying it. Well, yeah, I just, I don't remember, yeah. And I bought it on release, because I love that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember on that one for sure either, but like, if it was close to that, that wouldn't be surprising. But yeah, for everything else, that's just, Jesus Christ. I mean, but I guess they're going to be making their money, since Kyle's buying a, a billion copies of it. <laughs> I know, three of them. <laughs> well, at least, at least two. At least two. I, I want at least one Kyle, console. And Kyle one, is uh, just holding out PC for version. an Atari 2600 cartridge release as well, too, okay? He's just waiting for it. No, no. Uh, Atari VCS. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. 
<laughs> so let's uh let's talk about No More Heroes 3 since you're gonna be spending a whole bunch of money on stuff then, Kyle. Oh man. <laughs> you... What do you want to know about No More Heroes 3? That game looks freaking amazing. Uh who doesn't like to play as Travis touch touchdown? I Those don't. games are ridiculous. <laughs> Do you really I not? The, I I I, I, I think they're games. fine. I think they're overrated, but I they're fine. I don't know. I, uh, I think they got so the, much. Uh, I game. think they got so much glory because of the Wii, and because it was one of the only good games that were on the fucking Wii. So yeah, yeah, probably. I'll, I'll be honest. Maybe that that's probably why I have a little bit of uh, I don't know a hard on, or I'm I'm a little blinded by this one, but. I, I don't know. I think it's probably one of Suda's best series that he's ever made. Some it's of the a stuff game. he makes. <laughs> it's a Suda yeah. game. Yeah. Sure. Some of it just goes way too far. Way too far out there. Um, I mean, No More Heroes, it gets pretty far out there, but it, it can reel it in a little bit. So. Suda 51 is the one. I play that one again. I think you can get one and two for pretty cheap now. On Oh, yeah, on the Switch. Yeah, maybe I should replay them. Maybe I maybe I didn't give them a fair chance. And honestly, I think since they've they, they when they came out, they were on sale. I think they've been on sale again, uh, at least once or twice. Is this a Switch exclusive, or is it going to be on all console? Uh, I think it's across uh, the board. You know, I, I no, it is I just specifically it's... the Switch. Yeah, is it? Mm. Yeah, That's looking cool. at it right here. That concerns me. Well. Let's get ourselves Why? a new lollipop chainsaw instead. Because I think games that are most games that are developed for Switch that aren't Nintendo, they don't do as well. But maybe this will be. Well, maybe I think this will be a good one. I think the difference, though, in this one is that they're well established in the Nintendo realm they since they were yeah. since it was a popular one, like you said, on the Wii. Uh, the series has been, you know, and it's worked its way up now to being on the Switch. I guess it makes sense. It's, you know, it's not like these uh, AAA titles that release on other consoles and PC. And then it's like, oh, yeah, we have a Switch version coming out next year. You know, if it was something like that, I probably would side with you on it. But this at least is is kind of sticking with Nintendo being its home. So I think it'll be fine. Well, Number no Heroes was also on PlayStation. Was it? Yeah, No More Heroes 2 was on... I can remember No More Heroes 2 at least was. I can't remember. Maybe 1 wasn't, but 2 was Let's see. because I used the move controllers. Yeah, No More Heroes came out. Uh, the original was Wii and Nintendo Switch, or at least it's being been re-released for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, no More Heroes 2 was the Wii, and then it was re-released for the Nintendo Switch. And Tra maybe Travis Strikes Again? Yeah, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes was on the PlayStation 4. So, eh. Yeah, you can get No More Heroes on PS3. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. But, anyway. Oh, there it is. I don't know I'm why happy I you're excited for it, Kyle. I don't know why it didn't show up over here in the list on that one. But, yep, there it is. Don't have a sake. It's going to be good. You want to talk... I hope it is good. Maybe I'll give that one a try. I'll need games for my Switch this year because I'm not seeing a lot of Switch games, so maybe that'll be one. 
Well, what about you now, Preston, as we continue on through the list Me? of games? Uh, let's talk about two that were on mine last year and didn't come out. I was excited for Little Nightmares 2 and Atomic Heart, and they both fucking didn't come out this last year. So I'm still excited for those. <laughs> was there any reason given for those being pushed off um, into this year? I'm not sure. I didn't see anything. But I know Atomic Heart, I think they're just trying to get it to fucking work right. I don't care. Take as much time as you want with that game. It looks so fucking cool. That aesthetic looks... It's so my style. Yeah, I'm... I am in on that shit. And the Little Nightmares. You guys know how much I love Little Nightmares. Mm -hmm. Did you guys ever pick that up? I think it was on Games for Gold, actually. It was? Last couple weeks. Uh, But I picked it up on Halloween for like uh, $4 for the complete edition. I don't know if I actually did grab that one. I might have. I usually go through and just spam it really quick to grab the games, but I don't know if I actually did. I'll have to go check. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited for Little Nightmares, too, because I'm a sucker for those little games, but... I don't know if it'll be an amazing game. Maybe. Maybe that's my No More Heroes, Kyle. I just have a boner for that game. <laughs> but we talked about them last year. There's nothing, there's nothing new as far as like to report on those. So, Just excited for They're them. all delayed because they're trying to incorporate ray tracing. I don't need no damn ray tracing on Little Nightmares. <laughs> on Atomic Heart? Actually, okay. it might be really cool, though, on Little Nightmares. Like I said, with the, with the ghost and spectral stuff, and especially with the way Little Nightmares looks anyway, too, imagine that dynamic lighting as you're as you're moving around through different um, different areas and different puzzles and such. Yeah, I guess. Like I, I think it would be way more eerie with uh, with, with ray tracing. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I was just kidding though. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing said that that's why they got pushed off, but I'm just I'm kind of playing it, you know, like. Like this is why some things sometimes happen because yeah we're adding in this this fucking <laughs> yeah. feature that only twenty percent of you can actually use. Yeah, you might. Excuse right. is automatically going to be ray tracing from now on. Ray tracing? <laughs> why did it take so long? Ray tracing? Oh, take as long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but one that's actually coming out this year, Sherm, Elden Ring. Come on, we're going to play that, right? Yes. You're not going to play that game. That's a Souls game. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be perfectly honest with you. I think I truly owe it to the three of you to like actually spend part of this year putting forth the effort to you actually play a, a Demon Souls or Dark Souls you game. You both told me, Kyle told me he was going to finish like three of them this year. <laughs> I was, wasn't I? <laughs> a lot of shit. Oh, he did, didn't he? That's right. He said he's going to finish three. You said you I were going to get past hey, the first hey. quarter. Like, no, nah, you you guys just don't play. I finished, like, I, <laughs> I finished three bosses. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what was said. Well, but, yeah. Elden really I looks finished good. three of something, okay? <laughs> yeah. Elden really looks pretty good. And since it was written in collaboration with George R. R. Martin, it's supposed to have a narrative, which will be a new experience yeah, for these games. But... I don't know. Maybe it won't necessarily have a narrative. Maybe it'll just be a richer world and he's having George R.R. R. Martin there to help tell the story using the world. Who knows? I'll be really curious to see if they can do that because well, I mean, that, is a, ton- about that, it. that is a knock against those games is how ambiguous they are. Yeah, like that. that's how you learn what the story is for Dark Souls, what you know. Totally, it's oh. it's all in the world, and it looks like that's. It's all I don't know. Do they the need world. him to do that? They they're good at it. They 
I mean, they knew how to do with that story. Maybe they're just like, yeah, I guess maybe you're just like maybe to make it a little more obvious of what's going on. And it looks like that's what yeah. the case is actually going to be for it is um, I had to go look to see about the um, about the collaboration with George R. R. Martin on this just to see what was going on. And the quote I found here, or at least talking about it, says uh, Miyazaki uses his contributions as the foundation uh, for the game's narrative, uh, his being, you know, uh, George R. R. Martin. Uh, saying comparing the process to that of using a dungeon master's handbook in a tabletop RPG. So leaving it basically to the world um, to tell the tale, but there will probably be some cutscene stuff that might provide a little bit more explanation. However, at least leaving it to the environment to really provide more of the details about the world you're actually getting into or, or what you're exploring and seeing and why and, and so on. Well, they need to lean a different way then, because that's what Sekiro did, and Sekiro <coughs> is probably the weakest of all the narratives. Hmm, interesting. So they need to, they need to either go all narrative, or or more narrative focused, or no narrative in Dark Souls style. Ah, uh, okay. But well, I I haven't seen like any gameplay or anything though of this. Like this this could actually probably this will most likely be pushed back. I don't even think it'll come out this year, to be honest. I mean, I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a good try when it comes out, especially if it's something that makes its way to something like Game Pass really quick, or you know, a, God forbid, some sort of game rental service appears again out of nowhere. I don't even know if anything really exists anymore. Or worse, there's... is this one a Sony exclusive or not? I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. Let's take a look. Is this game a Sony exclusive? Nope, it's coming out across the board here. Windows, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. So I could get it for PC. (laughs) I typed in Elden Ring, or is it is Elden Ring, and the first thing Google's like, canceled? (laughs) I was like, no. Apparently that's what everybody's like, when the fuck is this game coming out? It's telling you what you don't want to hear, but yeah. Oh, and I'm pretty excited. uh, Gamefly still exists. Oh, it does, doesn't it? But because it actually says that it's going to be out on all the different platforms, it means that, you know, at least I can, it's something I can get to. It's not, (laughs) it's not exclusive to PlayStation. So if I can get my hands on a, on a copy somewhere, I mean, worst case, you know, if anything, the library is still also available. If they get it in, you know, grab it and give it at least a good try to be able to, to talk to you guys about it. Cause maybe there is a, a demon souls, dark Souls style game out there that, I might actually enjoy, you know. Don't know though. Yeah, I, there's not nearly enough information for that one. So let's move on to the next one. Hmm. Well, then uh, I guess my last two on here, really for sure, are um, talking about Project 007. I think we already went into enough of that, though. Was that? Um, IO Interactive already came out and said, um, we don't really have any timetables for this yet. We don't have any um, information to share yet. So whatever it is they did to get the licensing, more likely than not, was either proof of concept or just saying we could do this, 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 and this. Um, so it's going to be either they surprise us and like, hey, ha, just kidding. We do have something. Here you go. Um, fall of 2021, you're getting a, a new James Bond game set here doing this and this. And it, it looks like Hitman. Um, or we're just going to get uh, trailers or or concepts or something released at least throughout the year to to kind of keep some engagement. Um, I don't. Th- I think that one will be a delay till twenty twenty two. I don't think that one's coming out this year. Yeah, I that probably is going to be the case. If it if it 
somehow squeaks through, especially with the work going into Hitman right now. I mean, it's it's right. coming out anyway next week. Um, whether or not and they, Hitman's a game that they they continually put stuff out for throughout the year. So yeah, and that's going to be whether or not they shift enough of the team over to totally work on that and continue to to press ahead with what the plans are for um uh for hitman so yeah it's it's always up in the air but you know we, we could always get a curveball that that happens sometimes with things and then of course the one that shouldn't really surprise anybody is halo infinite because that got pushed out to i believe they said fall 2021 do you like that game do you do you like halo sure ah, it's a fucking shock isn't it do you like that asshole <laughs> uh i'm pretty excited for you i don't know like I'm par- excited for parts of it, but I really don't know what the I can expect. Yeah, I don't either because of what happened at the end of Halo 5. I just – I still don't really know if they're going to go the same route of what what happened there. Are they going to kind of just start back over uh, from what Halo 4, I guess, built and and kind of carry on there or what? It's There hasn't been any explanation given as to what's going to happen. But so far, what has come out about it at least other than being delayed to this year – is that they realize that they made a mistake with the footage that they actually put out showing off the game, uh, that obviously they were not at the point that they should have been to show off the game, that uh, textures and some of the graphical stuff was definitely not up to snuff. And so they apologized profusely for it, but they have a long blog post that they put up, 343 Industries, put up explaining what they're doing, where their focus is at, and uh, what we should actually be somewhat seeing in the game they didn't delve into anything story-wise other than you know next chapter in in master chief's saga or whatever the hell it is um what's i'm talking is it halo 6 uh i don't that's the thing is that you know is is like i was saying there is are they going to go back and rewrite what happened with halo 4 and make this kind of like the new halo 4 like a separate timeline off of that or um yeah or is it going to be a halo 6 like an odst yeah that too but I mean, ODST was... Or what if it's a reimagining? Yeah, ODST only had very, like, few references to Master Chief, if anything, and put all that focus specifically on the ODST squad, and that was it. Um, I don't know if Infinite would do that, since Master Chief is the primary character here. I think it's going to be either a Halo 6, um, you know, even though it's called Infinite, it'll at least be the, the, um, the sixth title in that, or, again, if they're divesting off from whatever whatever they did with 4... You know, it's going to be just a separate timeline, you know, of the what if this, because I swear to God, the way five ended was just annoying. I think this is a spinoff game. Yeah, there's no reason they would call it infinite. Otherwise, you you don't go Halo one, two, three, four, five infinite. That would just be weird. Well, the biggest anybody ever do the biggest change that they're making to this instead of it being (laughs) just linear levels going from one place to another is it looks like you have different ways to complete missions on uh on the halo installation that you're on so you're not just having to go here just go to this point and turn this thing on see a cutscene, and then you get to run back down the same hallway it it seems like it's having a more open world style to it but uh other than completing some of these objectives doing a couple of these things here and there uh what we gleaned from the uh the uh demonstration the actual video of it back in july or august it um it's not really pointing out to say exactly what is going to all be culminating from that. So it will still be cool to see if they can pull it off. 
Um, but I, I, I am kind of leaning with you though, Preston. I think it is going to be a spin-off title that it might. What if it's a subscription game? What if it's their paid or their keep playing game, their destiny there? What if they do loot boxes and Marvel Avengers the shit out of this and just keep throwing the same kind of missions at you over and over? What if it's, I think it's one of those. That's why it, it's infinite. It's never going to stop. It wouldn't be. A, it's just going to keep giving you, you that know, shit. It, well, I think that's mm-hmm. the idea of the multiplayer. Yeah. Right. That's where the bread and butter really is for a lot of these games where they have the continuing stuff is the multiplayer. But because they haven't really talked much about multiplayer, except that what we know and love so far is going to be there. Um, you know, they haven't talked about any of the open world multiplayer side of stuff like we see with Destiny, as an example. There's There's been nothing that's been illustrated there, and I'm hoping we'll find out more about it as we go through the year. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, for them to throw their hat in the battle royale ring and actually have us playing on, you know, playing on I'd a halo. Be shocked if they did. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like it, it's the normal thing, especially for these already well developed titles, to do something like that, to include a mode like that that everybody else already has, and some of them have been more successful than others in some cases. You know, um, are you ready? Are you ready for go this? For it. This is my prediction. This is going to be one of our most disappointing games. When we do game of the year, you think so? I think so. I think they're gonna fuck this up. <laughs> sure, hope not. Like I, I you know, I'm I not... hope not for your sake because you love Halo, but I think they're gonna fuck it up. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna fight you on it. I'm. I'm. I. I will be cautiously optimistic here, um, especially because I, I'm. I'm putting this like that here. You know, is because of um, Cyberpunk 2077 and what that was hyped up to be, and of course the the steaming pile of dog shit that we got from that. At least in some cases. Um, But yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic that the story is going to be well-written and well-built, that the world is going to be well-built. The enemies and the enemy AI is going to be improved where it is, you know, as games evolve, it's more of a challenge, but um, because of the battle Royale scene right now, because of exactly what you said with the, the subscription type stuff or the, the loot boxes and the continued involvement and things, that's kind of probably what's going to happen. I hope I'm wrong. I don't want you to have to. I want you to be happy about a Halo game because I know how much you love it. I would hate for that to be. I'd hate for this game to turn you off. That'd be a bummer. Yeah, I think that that I don't think that would necessarily be the worst part of the year anyway. When it comes to to game stuff, though, it's just it's it would be kind of a, a kick for sure. Like, but it, it is whatever. I mean, it's not like Halo is the only game I play anyway. You know, there are plenty others out there, and there's still stuff that. I'm going to explore. I'm just so looking forward to this yeah. one, man. Like <laughs> it's, I would say probably for the year itself, this is probably the one I am looking forward to. But then of course, with, like I talked about with the mass effect legendary edition, that's three games that I could, you know, that's 90 to 120 hours of gameplay in those three games and going one right after the other. That'll keep me probably pretty busy. If all you play this year is the mass effect, mass effect anniversary edition, I'm going to kick you in the <laughs> dick at the end of the year. I'm not even fucking kidding right now. I swear to God, if that is all you play, uh, your dick is mine. I'm gonna fucking ruin it. I, I, I'm just gonna. Preston, I would, I would say, if that's all you play all year, then you better be all three. <laughs> no, he, could, he was. He didn't be dark. You had to be a Dark Souls too, and then I won't kick you in the dick. 
So you're you're only conditioned for me to have only played Mass Effect and Halo Infinite throughout 2021 is that I have to beat a Dark Souls game. Yes. Fuck. And I'll let it go. You won't, though, so I'm not worried about this. <laughs> I guess I'm getting kicked in the dick in 2021 by Preston. <laughs> you were getting kicked in the dick. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I talked about my last two games there just because uh, those were they, – they were just quick ones. Again, a lot of the stuff I'm looking at is a couple of the things that did get delayed and then um, some of the remastered, re-released stuff that just blows my mind. That You know, it's like, hey, cool, we're getting something. So that was it on my list for games. So, Kyle, I'll go to go to you here then on your last couple, I suppose. Uh, yeah, my, uh, well, big one that I'm super excited about, probably the, uh, biggest one, uh, from the Microsoft event was Stalker 2. I um, didn't show much on that. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more. Yeah, I, I really would like to see a little bit more, especially to see what they're going to do with it. Like, it's been so long since there's been a stalker game and I I I just hope they they haven't ruined everything that's good about it cuz I I guess the best example I can give and maybe it's not the greatest would be uh the the first two Metro games versus Metro Exodus like they changed the game entirely it wasn't even the same like at all like, if you expected to play a Metro game, that's not what you got. In Exodus? Y- yeah. Mm. But, I don't right. know. If, yeah. if they, I guess to an extent, yeah. The, it, it's just there's stuff in, in the uh, first two Metro games that I, I felt like I didn't want them to touch, and they did away, did away with it, and it, then, you know... It just it it didn't feel as good, you know. Um, I, I I would like to see them just expand on what they have in the first uh, three Stalker games, because uh, they're they're just tough games. It, it's really you really have to focus on resource management. Um, you have to focus on so many things, and you have to. It, it's not just exploring, but careful exploration, you know. It's funny you don't like Metro Exodus then, because that's what Metro Exodus added. See, and they, I know they added but, that open world exploration, and then watching all those systems that I know alive. It, it so was one of those things. Like when I, I was playing Metro, and I wanted it to be the Metro game, though. See, I enjoyed Exodus, but I, I felt like it shouldn't have been called Metro. That yeah, maybe, maybe it should be called Stalker because that sounds like what they're doing almost mm, i kind of hope i don't know i don't know as long as they have like some accessibility options there that don't make it as oppressive as it has as it has to be because like you said those are hard games i hate managing all those systems and i hate it in exodus but i could tolerate uh, the, it in the exodus, one thing about so stalker they, though yeah. there was always a way to break the system uh, because one of the things you you were always doing is collecting these like nuclear artifacts, and at first you would get these ones, and they'd be worth lots of money. But if you equipped them, they would give you really shitty stats. Like, uh, all of a sudden you you'd have like three hundred percent bleed all the time, <laughs> and, and it, it's like, why would I want to equip that? I'm gonna instantly die, and it, you pretty much do. Like, you equip it and. 
Like, unless you immediately heal, you're dead. You know? Um, but later on in the game, if you equip that in conjunction with, like, two others, it makes you, like, temporarily invincible for, like, the first few shots, and then you have health regen or some shit like that, you know? It, it's weird. Um, so, y- yes, it's oppressive, but uh, it gives you the potential to break the system. Yeah, I'd like to see what they do with this one. I'll be keeping my eye on it. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. Uh, the The other one I had was uh, Bravely Default 2. Um, I know you guys aren't, like, super big RPG people. Um, Travis, I know you, you've been playing uh, Persona. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know. This this is... I, I, I like the first uh two bravely games um they're they're just fun like classic style final fantasy rpgs but with with a little twist you know yeah it just doesn't sound like a game i'd like so yeah i do like that at least there are still rpgs coming out that you know haven't decided to follow what final fantasy has kind of evolved to that they're still really keeping with uh what is you know the fundamentals of an art of a rpg game even a jrpg game anyway but i'm surprised they do not more because they're so popular every time one of those comes out people love those mm-hmm. yeah because those mechanics still work yeah because it's like there's not much to to really do i mean you know in the grand scheme of it all it's well, just it's just uh move sets and if you're fast enough to actually be able to cast your move first before the enemy and and uh chaining things together you look at a game like Octopath Traveler, look at how well that did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You One know, of and it, 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 yeah, it, it doesn't have anything more than basically Super NES graphics. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. Yeah. It, well, I'm excited it's for just you. When is that? Really, really good storytelling. <laughs> when is that one coming out? Oh, shoot. February um, next month. It's actually. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, no it's shit. actually not that far either. That one's a Switch only, isn't mm-hmm. it? That one is a Switch only, yeah. Okay, yeah, I would have thought so. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll try it. I don't know. I didn't finish the first, so... Uh, do you know if you have... Is it following like, the same canon storyline, or is it like a Final Fantasy where not, none of them have anything to do with any of the others? Uh, I want to say it follows the same canon story. It looks like it's okay. set... I'm reading it here on Wikipedia, because I had to look myself, too. It says, set in a new world from prior games on a continent named Ex- oh, really? Excellent. Excellent. Divided by five different kingdoms, the game follows four main characters, a young sailor named Seth, a refugee princess named Gloria, a traveling scholar named Elvis, and a mercenary named Adele. So it looks like it might oh, wow. split off yeah. from the... yeah. Hmm. So I guess I was wrong. Cool. Yeah. But it's still going to be one that you're you're going to be playing and enjoying anyway, like you've already oh, said. Yeah. So does it really matter? No, not at all. I, I like the, the classic style RPGs. I might actually like RPGs like that more than I like modern JRPGs. Even I like even I do. I, I don't like modern JRPGs at all, so I'd still prefer that, except for text. Anyway. <laughs> well, Preston, I think you've got... I don't like reading in games. Yeah, I think you've got, what, one, two, three... got four more games, actually, here on your list. I got that mass four? All right, well, I'll talk about Evil West real quick. 
I think that game looks fucking awesome. But I haven't seen much on it. It's that cowboy one where you're like a monster Van Helsing bounty hunter in the Old West. That just sounds like such a cool premise. Sign me up. I'm in. Uh, but I haven't seen much for it. But that should be early this year. I heard it was like uh, first quarter. So that one should be coming out soon. I should hopefully see more on that. Uh, let's see. Resident Evil 8. Am I the one going to play that one? I still haven't even. Hell no. I'm going to play yeah, that. I... You going to jump on that one with me? Fuck. Yeah, that one looks Does so it look yeah. like it's going to be something that you need to play Resident Evil 7 to actually play 8? Is it going to be one of those? Probably okay. not. I doubt it because 7 doesn't. I don't know. It almost feels like 7's its own game. Like. I don't think Seven really had any res- correlation with the storyline until like the last like couple minutes, and then it was like, yeah. "Oh, that that that's how it connects." Seriously? Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of with Kyle on this, so I don't know if you have to. I doubt it. Okay. And if anything, you could just watch a. If you do want to play a good game, like Resident Evil Seven's fucking great, Sherm. Like that's a, oh, yeah. that's a really fun yeah. game. I so just, you guys, I, I would recommend it'll make you crap well, your pants. Well, we've talked about it. A few, yeah, it's... yeah, we've talked about it a few times. Is that it's like me and horror games. I just, I just haven't been able to. Oh yeah, that's do. Right. And so it may not necessarily be the worst thing in the world to try. Um, you know, I'm not against playing Seven because it is on Game Pass. I think right now, so. You know, I can go grab that and check that out, especially. But, you know, I am kind of looking forward to 8. I have always enjoyed the Resident Evil stories. I just, um, after reading kind of what happens in 7 anyway, it's just kind of weird how they took so long to get through the story there to get to something that was truly related to Resident Evil. And that, not necessarily just the horror part, there was also that that was like, huh, okay. So it's not directly apparent like when it was playing all the other Resident Evil games. So it's... I think that's what made it so good, though. Is that it took so long to finally say, oh, hey, look, there's Umbrella Corporation stuff here. Well, just that they didn't necessarily have to be Resident Evil right at the beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see where they go with the direction on this one. If it's going to be... Is it... Is, is it I, I don't even remember from the trailer. Because I don't remember if they've showed gameplay in the trailer. Is it first person? Yes, it looked like it was following the same mantra as Seven. Did it? Okay. I did like that. I think it. That'd be cool. There's an immersion with first person, especially in horror games, that works really well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, RE8. I will. I'll jump on that one. That one. See, now if we're talking about ray tracing, that's a game that could fucking really capitalize on that shit. Like I said, I think anything that Let's... deal. I think anything that deals with a certain limit on light shadows and of course the level of suspense that you would be expecting in games you know, or you know expecting from a particular game that's where it really would benefit from i think that's going to be a key one so maybe it will have it maybe uh let's see another one i have on my list uh gotham knights i this one's more just curiosity I just want to see if this is going to be anywhere successful as any of the batman games yeah i'm very curious too the the gameplay trailer that they've already shown off for it makes it seem i don't know how to really describe it it doesn't feel like any of the Arcade. other yeah it doesn't feel like yeah. the other batman yeah. games it doesn't and like i think this is one of the ones that could be a huge potential flop and easily just because there's no batman like <laughs> people like it's like i guess I some people like nightwing and batgirl but really we want batman what are you doing <laughs> I, I, I'm going to approach uh, a lot of these uh, uh, superhero games a little bit more hesitantly 
because last year I mentioned, um, what was it? Avengers was on my list, and I'm glad I didn't pick it up because I know you got super burned on that one. I did get so, burned on that one, but Spider Man was well above my expectations. So, oh yeah, yeah, Spider Man though, uh, that that's Spider Man. <laughs> he operates he, he operates on a different plane than other superheroes. Well, you could make a bad Spider-Man game pretty easily. Is Rocksteady making this one? That's what I'm checking or on not. right now, just to be sure. Um, if it's Rocksteady, I I feel pretty confident. Hmm. I feel pretty. I don't. I thought this one. I thought it wasn't. wasn't. Oh. This one is being developed yeah, by. Uh, let's see, WB Games Montreal and Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. So this is not being done. Those are the done. guys. Those the same guys who did uh, Origins, I think. Origins, yeah. I still like Origins. It's not as good as the other ones. Actually, I think it's better than Night Arkham Knight. But I, th- yeah, I think I- I'll be curious. This is one I'm just going to kind of keep an eye on. It's just but, interesting that part yeah. of the summary they actually give about this is that it's an open world action RPG. That's like one of the descriptions they actually provide for mm. what this game is. And it, you couldn't get that. RPG? From the, yeah, it actually says that the game is going to be an open world action RPG. Well, I feel like anything you drop character points into, they call a fucking RPG now. Yeah, it may not actually even be that way. Uh, but who knows? Maybe it'll throw you, uh, throw you through a loop. Yeah, I, I, like I said, we need to see a lot more on that one. But And then my potentially most... Anticipated game, Horizon, the Forbidden West. Woo! Kyle, we're all over this, right? Oh my god, yeah. We are so I love Horizon. Good. Yeah. I feel like this one's going to make me cry. Like, you guys know how I am with animals. I'm stupid about it. And I saw a lot of things just dying on the screen. I'm like, oh, this is going to fucking kill me. I'm not going to like this at all. But it looks so pretty. <laughs> and again, ray tracing, baby. That one. Oh, yeah. That, that... is going to be one I think that shows that shit off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, that game has its. I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn sorry, has its, uh, you know, has its fast-paced events at least to a point, but the majority of it doesn't have you going crazy, crazy quick like Spider-Man. So I think, yeah, this is yeah, for there's sure. no mobility, yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. And then you add that because I'm really curious to see what kind of like new uh, dinosaurs and machines they add in for this one, and I'd like for them to expand the combat a little bit because if they just bring back the same combat, I'm going to be kind of disappointed. Uh, it's been a few years now. What was it? 2016, 17 horizon. It was a while ago. So they've had, they've had some, yeah, 16. Yeah. I think it was 17. Actually. I think it was the same year as uh, breath of the wild. And that was 17, but yeah. So I hope it's not just the same. Another one of those games. I hope that they bring some new ideas in to help keep up with open worlds, but totally. So, but I also believe that one's going to get pushed back to next year. I don't think that's coming out this year. It just—it just looked too good, sure. <laughs> and Sony don't give a fuck; they'll push anything back. So you never know, though, dude. I mean, I, depending on whatever else is on their like calendar for 2021, it's—I uh, don't know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, totally. You could put. Yeah, because all it says here is that it's Q3, Q4. So you're talking anytime between. Um, what july basically the last half of the year really july and december so it is possible i think but i don't know it depends i guess on whatever the rest of the 2021 slate is though 
this this will another reason because this is one of those developers that likes to push the systems to their limits. That likes to show you why a PS4 was so much better than a PS3 or something like mm-hmm. that. They'll start getting they'll start showing why these consoles are so much better. Hopefully, that's the goal, right? Exactly. You would think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's uh, no. I would think. Uh, I, I, yeah, that was my last yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. I would think with something like that game, especially that they'd want to push it to the limit with what the yeah. what the PlayStation Five is capable of, especially when we were looking at the demo from Epic Games with the Unreal Engine. I think we're gonna see. I think out of every game coming out this year, whether it's first party or um, you know multi platform. I think Horizon might actually end up being the best looking game probably of this year, at least with what we know of coming it out might. right now. Yeah. So what do you want to talk about next? Well, then? let's do this first then, guys. Let's uh let's just go ahead and take ourselves a quick break here. And uh what we'll talk about next coming back from the break is uh the rest of the stuff, specifically industry wise and everything else going on in the gaming world that we are looking forward to in twenty twenty one. So uh we're gonna take a quick break on this and we'll be right back. And we're back. So we've now gone through, of course, our games of 2021 that we are looking forward to and a little bit of extra talk there, especially about a few other things going on with games. But now we're coming back around here to talk about some stuff uh, just in general about gaming going into um, 2021. So a lot of stuff, I guess, to really kind of see... I don't know. The, the, we're still in the midst of a pandemic, guys. It's We've still got a lot of things that are shut down that are not happening. There's still things that are uh, being considered for cancellation um, as they relate to games just because of the pandemic and a lot of uncertainty. So a lot of things can be just tossed up in a matter of days. I mean, we saw how fast a lot of stuff shut down uh, once everything really hit the fan back in March. So it's going to be an interesting year to see what comes of things. And I guess where I would like to start at here on this is um, kind of leading into that is what's going to happen with in-person conferences, such as E3, Gamescom, Tokyo Game Show um, this year. Uh, what was we it? We talked we, a little bit about that in the news section. Yeah, because that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, biggest thing I think is a takeaway from what we had discussed is that it's, is just as I intro here, is that we don't know exactly what's going to be happening right now it sounds like i think i read this right i'll have to go back and look but it sounds like tokyo game show may actually be planning on doing a in-person event like they had originally scheduled last year you know going back to what they were doing so at least one game event right now is being scheduled as it normally had been Uh, i just need to confirm that um but i think this year itself um really showed that the online platform handled a lot of things actually pretty well um i mean we all got to see a lot of good stuff Mm -hmm. do they even need it right yeah exactly and it it looks like that is the case so um well no this is i thought this was a more recent article here um yeah i don't know why i swear i'd seen this like more towards like the end part of the year but yeah it looks like they still have something on the agenda for September 30th to October 3rd for Tokyo Game Show 2021. Uh, well, I mean, that'd be easy to can't. Like, it's far, so far enough out. out. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, we'll, we'll say we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And easy I mean, to we know. 
yeah, we know, of course, with how early we are into the year um, that things are already going to be postponed, canceled, and that like CES is happening this week. And there's, of course, everything they're doing is all digital. It's going to be, um, I think it's very different than what you've seen for the gaming stuff, though. But there is still an element of gaming things that do go on at CES. But CES doesn't really have um, these big, crazy keynotes that we normally expect for the gaming stuff. It's Samsung usually and Sony doing stuff for for tech you know, Apple does their own thing, so they're never there. Uh, Google, I think, is there kind of in passing. Um, but yeah, it's just going to be curious to see if if things do settle down, if we see things do go back to normal, or if people realize, hey, we don't need to go pay a million dollars to rent a uh, an event space for, you know, a week to set things up, let people in and tear things down. So that was the one I wanted to really yeah, get out. Yeah, that was the one I wanted to get out of the way first, because you're right, Preston. We talked about it in the biggest news stories. Um, episode of 2020. So that, that was my first thing there. Uh, Kyle, what about on yours? Well, we we kind of already covered the uh, whole uh, ray tracing thing over the uh, course of the next year. What that'll be? Yeah. What what we kind of expect out of that? Uh, so another one I'd like to talk about would be a better VR control solution, uh, particularly in the first person games. Uh, all of them that I've played, or at least I, I'd say a good portion of them, if they're using the the VR controllers, there there's they use a weird uh, point and click system of advancement, and I just don't see that viable going into the future uh, of VR and and making it more I don't know more accessible and a uh, a uh, uh, more played format does anybody have any plans for anything like that i haven't seen anything i haven't seen anything as of yet but i I would like to see because a lot of the the vr controllers have analog sticks now i i'd like to see them utilize the analog sticks for movement and there might be games that do but i mean you look at the playstation and it still uses the uh the point and click system if you're playing with a playing a game that you uses the wands the only uh vr games that are first person that actually use an analog system are like uh like that that uh one that's like rainbow six basically anything that would use the uh the shot the the gun though i'm not sure what a solution would be for that yet uh i i think just adding analog sticks to to more of the controllers um and maybe maybe changing the shape of the controllers i don't know uh but just for like moving still, forward you wouldn't want the second analog stick obviously because no but like you you are the second analog stick I, I i look at games like uh this is a big for instance uh half-life alex um that one actually uses a point and click system and i want to say the the uh uh index wands actually have analog sticks on both wands i think you're right i think even the oculus does too yeah but that is that's is a big thing because as you get so immersed into those games you can only walk so far before you actually have to you know put yourself ahead there by doing the point and click uh to get to the next Mm -hmm. spot so having an analog stick on some sort of um uh wand or even an accessory like if 
we go back to the original, like the starting days of uh, PlayStation Move, where they had the gun controllers that you could actually snap the Move wands into, and then just track, you know, the front of it. You know, if they had something like that with a joystick on the side, then maybe you could be able to address it. But I almost wonder if you'd get so immersed that you would, uh, I don't know, inadvertently just say screw it and just you know keep walking and you know falling over things and running into walls and bashing yeah. other people that are sitting around you but but it, it hmm. i mean it's almost like you think back to the days of early first person shooters um there was a point when you know one one shooter would release and your controls for your left stick were forward backward and left and right were strife whereas on another control or another game i should say uh the controls would be forward, backward, and turn left, turn right. You know, hmm. it took them a yeah, I'd generation. Like to, I'd like to see an improvement. I'd like to see an improvement too. I just don't know if we're going to see it this year. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. You know, it it took them almost a generation to figure that out. I'd like to see something happen. You know, or or start being standardized as far as the VR games. Like maybe this is how we should do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, there has to be something there because otherwise you're going to have people coming out with their their own separate solutions and then it becomes almost nigh impossible to um, put that one game on multiple VR platforms and then you – Or it will be a yourself. format that will just die. That too. Exactly. You You branch off things too much and you have a flop of a whole section of the industry. What a pain. But yeah, that's definitely a big one to look – out for especially if vr maybe gets a resurgence this year too you know if we do get some more really good vr titles uh with that said of course then preston what about on your list uh i want to see if sony can answer game pass because playstation what is it playstation now uh are you are you talking on the the game streaming solution like the the cloud gaming type stuff or are you talking more about no, 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 no. their their answer for game pass where uh a ton of other games free games yeah it's play, the, the playstation the now oh yeah, okay service. that's right okay i thought they yeah, were uh they need to come up with something because game pass is kicking the shit out of them uh i can't even tell you how much and is you i had heard a rumor i don't know if you guys have talked about something did uh is ubisoft play coming to game pass Mm, EA Play did. Uh, uh, yeah, I know EA Play yeah. did. I heard Ubisoft Play was going to come to Game Pass, too. And if that happens, Jesus fucking Christ. No, dude. Ubisoft is going to to uh, Google Stadia. Okay, well, that'd be at least a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Ubisoft is going to, to Stadia. Yeah, I'm taking a look here just to see what there is. Because it looks like it's called Ubisoft Plus. And yeah, it looks like the only platforms they list are PC Stadio, uh, Stadia, excuse me, and uh, Amazon's Luna platform. See, and I, I think I had read an article that Stadia might get it for free with their membership subscription. That'd be one way to bring people in. I mean, it's not like Ubisoft is that, that's lacking. something Sony needs to work on too, is bundling it like Game Pass did with mm-hmm. their Xbox Live membership to make it almost easy, easier to just say, oh yeah, give me that game or bundle that into for five bucks more. Mm-hmm. There's separate purchases, like fifteen a month. Yeah, actually, um, if I hopped on my Stadia right now, I could I could play Stadia or uh, Ubisoft games for free, as long as you verify. 
Okay. Yes, How would they play? <laughs> Let's see. You know, in all honesty, I've had really great success with the Stadia, and everything I've heard is Cyberpunk actually plays the best on Stadia. Yeah, I've been hearing that, that one sounds too. Sounds odd. <laughs> yeah, what a what a weird flex I don't for Stadia. The that Cyberpunk plays well on anything. <laughs> <laughs> but that is going to be... Okay, so right now I guess it's just in beta on uh, Stadia. It's on beta and everything. <laughs> Stadia, is, Stadia is truly beta. <laughs> Fuck on PS4, it's alpha. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, it, 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 it's available, but it's beta. So... Uh, yeah, yeah, like, you could, you, as long as you're a paid for member, I think is how it, it was saying. Hmm. Okay. Um, no, but that was just one of mine. I just wanted to see if Sony can come up with an answer mm-hmm. for Game Pass because yeah. I think Game Pass is just kicking the shit out of them. Yeah. Well, especially like you said with the partnerships and whatnot. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like Microsoft you would some think real smart moves. If if they could get one, it'd be like Square Enix or something, you know. Yeah, it'd have well, to be. You think about like the that. game selection that the PlayStation Now would put on versus what Game Pass. Game Pass is putting on new yeah. release games that Microsoft develops. Man, should Sony be doing that? Yeah, yeah. That would be that would be a boon for them in sales, especially. I mean, if, if there's a concern about them making money, fucking throw that out there. But Sony uh, has given away uh, more games day one uh, than Microsoft ever has. Like you think about it, they gave a fall gate fall, uh, fall guys away the uh the first month that it was out. That's right, they did, didn't they? I mean, Sony does things, yeah, yeah but yeah, I really... And they've done that quite a bit. Um but I I wonder if that's where they're throwing their money at is is giving you these uh AAA titles on launch month for free, you know, every now and then. Hmm, maybe Mm-hmm. Oh, I wouldn't call Fall Guys a triple-A title. <laughs> yeah, I really wouldn't put it in that uh, category either. Yeah, if they had given us Ghost of Tsushima and God of War and Spider-Man when they first came out. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, could you imagine? But, I mean, obviously you don't have to give us all that shit. But Sony does a lot of really good exclusives. Like, that's probably the thing that makes... That's a selling point of Sony over Xbox. Mm-hmm. And the fact they don't capitalize on that at all bummer but yeah that was mine yeah well i'll use yours as a segue then into the next one which is the uh uh one i have here for cloud gaming wars so not only do we have um xbox game streaming that's tied in with game pass but we've also got google stadia we've got um amazon's luna platform and then of course everything else that's out there i mean you got geforce now you've got steam link you've got um you've got playstation now it's it's there are quite a few out there actually still that aren't generally touched uh, other than, you know, these main ones here with Xbox game streaming stadia. And I guess now Luna, um, it's going to be interesting to see what the wars look like this year in the realm for cloud gaming. And I see Microsoft still kind of holding on to that first place position for the majority of the year. But if stadia can continue to pull its head out of its ass and I really don't know what Luna is going to actually do. I don't know how well Luna works. Um, 
you know, things could be very interesting or like we just talked about, maybe Sony will throw a curveball and say, you know what, we're going to basically mirror what Microsoft is doing. And here you go. Here's PlayStation Now. Here's first party titles that are released in some fashion, you know, uh, day one on our service for you to be able to play. And that that would be a very interesting thing to see. But I think because you've got more people also at home and we're in the midst of a pandemic, there's not necessarily a lot of value when it comes to, um, I guess, cloud gaming per se, other than it's just, I guess, cheap to get into um, compared to going out and buying a console or building a, a PC. I just... it. It seemed like a lot of the emphasis on the the cloud gaming was to really take it with you more than it was to be doing a lot of it at home. But maybe maybe I'm Did wrong. Stadia in that have case. a much better second year. I, I haven't followed Stadia that much. Yeah, Stadia really seemed to. They finally added a lot of the features that you know they had always been touting before they launched the damn thing back in 2019. Uh, they finally have, I think, just about caught up to where they were. They had been promising things and then what kyle talked about with uh cyberpunk 2077 so far appearing to run the best on stadia you know that's definitely a big thing for them to say it's like well our hardware can handle this and out of every complaint we've had you know it's been less than everybody else uh that's that's uh, this i know that's not necessarily maybe that they haven't had that much complaint to be fair because they don't have the player when you only got 20 people playing that game on your system you Uh, know yeah it's a participation trophy i'm just saying though is that at least it's that's how bugs fall through the cracks anyway yeah but at least it's something though to to for them to be able to go back and say i don't know where luna though sits with amazon i know you can go get the controller through them, all you really need is, I think, just a fire stick, and then it functions in the same fashion as Stadia does, except it actually has a storefront that you navigate on your screen, and you don't have to use your phone to pair it up to pick the game you want to play and and, and whatnot. It's, it seems Do like you it's see a, it making a dent in the console or PC? I don't think so yet, because again, it's because everybody's at home, it's like, where's the actual net value of cloud gaming right. when it seems like it's more emphasized for being on the go than it is being stuck at home. That's that's where it's bizarre. I mean, I guess I guess where the value maybe could be at, where game streaming will be at through the year, is uh, based on the limited supply of current generation consoles that uh, people will be going to get things like uh, Xbox Game Pass and have the game streaming built in. And then it's like, okay, I can play Xbox games and I can play these games with my friends because I can't find an Xbox one anywhere or I can't, you know, get an Xbox series S or X, but I can still play these games. And the cost to me is negligible, at least in the short term till I can go buy the full thing. So I, I guess I see that happening, but with Stadia at Luna and PS now and that, cause PlayStation now doesn't really have a lot of more recent titles. It's, it's kind of curious to see what's happened. Just like a cloud, it's up in the air. It's it's going to be... Oh, get, oh, we're moving on. <laughs> Fuck you. Hey, uh-uh. No, I'm allowed to have that one, damn it. You... you... Oh, nah. <laughs> Boo. Moving on. <laughs> you can use that as my way out. Go ahead, Kyle. Let's talk as about... cloud, it's up in the air. Um, goodbye. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You gotta be careful using uh uh using the uh words there good night in that too, especially because your dogs might kick off and run away. 
They actually just jumped up. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Called it. Everybody be quiet. No one say anything. Dead air for the next three seconds. It didn't work. All right. Let's see what happens. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Talk to us about uh, one of yours on your list here. Uh, I'd like to see something happen with the uh, Joy-Con and analog drift. Yes. Um. I don't know. I, I think because there's like one company that makes all the potentiometers for the controllers. Or, you know, the, the base hardware anyway. Maybe they could make some changes. I don't know. But but something needs to happen. Otherwise, people just need to realize it's a freaking controller. They break, you know. Yeah, it's it's I looked at replacing and fixing my uh like the Joy-Con analog sticks first off for my daughter who decided when she was teething to rip off the rubber coverings of the analog sticks uh so there's that um but two though yeah we actually did experience drift on I think the right one if I remember properly it's a pain in the ass to get into those Joy-Cons to fix them yourself and I don't have the patience to send them into Nintendo I don't know. Uh, I think that's the big thing is, you know, they want a lot of the companies are are saying, you know, yeah, we'll we'll fix your stuff. You can send it away. But, you know, you're you're also going to be without a device for, you know, what, four to six weeks. You might as well go buy another controller, you know? Yeah, because it's like if you needed to do something in the short term, you can go buy one of those third-party, you know, Switch Pro controllers from Walmart for 20 bucks, or, you know, go all out and get a regular Switch Pro controller or a another set of Joy-Cons. But the first-party Nintendo shit is so expensive. It's cost-prohibitive almost to get it unless you know you're going to really be using it all the time. But if you're a Switch owner and that's really excuse me, what you play on all the time, then whatever, you know, that's what you need to do to play games. But it is a bitch to get into those. I looked at tutorials on how to open them up and apparently they are, um, they are actually sealed pretty tight. And there's a concern that if you don't heat them up just enough to get that glue around the edges after you get the screws off, um, you could actually potentially puncture the uh, battery inside. Oh, wow. And I'd much rather not screw with that. I think it's in there far enough that you can't really hurt anything. But, yeah, it seems like it's it it's either glue or clips. I, I'm trying to remember. I mix that stuff up from looking at a lot of iFixit crap. But, uh, yeah, it, it's put together well enough because I think it's, you know, it's going to be the most used thing on the Switch anyway, you know, and it's it built to be, you know, moved around in your hand. Um, you know, it's, it's got the motion controls in it and such, so it's expected to fall in that, and they don't want it to just break apart and, you know, first drop. Right. Yeah. But it's a pain to get in there, though. Um, yeah, I really do hope they actually figure that out, whether they find a new sourcing for stuff or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't really have much more on that one. I, I just... I, I really wish... The, it, we would hear it and do it because I. It never was a big thing, uh, and granted, yeah, controllers were a lot less expensive then, uh, but it was it was never a thing like 
15 years ago, you know, it was never a thing during the 360 generation even, you know, if if you had analog drift, you just, you went and bought a new controller, so I, I, I just don't know how all of a sudden people are co- coming out of the woodwork and it's becoming a problem. I wonder if it's because of the... I wonder if it's because of the size of the actual Joy-Cons themselves and I don't want to put this here. It's like the size of the Joy-Con analog sticks themselves and the size of the Joy-Cons compared to those other things as well on top of the actual price to replace them. You know, I I mean, an Xbox uh, Series X controller or a just regular Xbox controller right now is um expensive enough that it's like oh okay it's like what's the best thing for me to replace this with and you know you can go the cheap route but you can't buy a third-party joy-con you can't do that you have to buy nintendo joy-cons it's i think that's part of a problem that hasn't been really addressed Mm -hmm. so i think that i think that's where some of it comes into play but i think part of it though really going back to what i was saying is is the size is that the joy-con analog sticks are at least they feel to me smaller than what you have on your PlayStation and your Xbox controllers and even the switch pro controller. So because you've got most people who are playing the switch are usually those who are, um, I'm not trying to call anybody or anything, but you're, you're big Nintendo fans who are playing legend of Zelda breath of the wild. Um, Mm -hmm. we're playing the Mario titles. We're playing the, the party games like super Mario party and, Mario Kart, um, you know, I'm sure there's probably others I'm missing, but there's plenty out there that I'm missing. But overall, though, because of the size of those, there's probably just not much wiggle room for them to be as used and abused as much as these other controllers. So Mm. it's just it's another thing to look at physics and engineering. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But you have uh, an extra one on your list compared to the rest of us, so yeah. And I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna touch on it because we actually discussed it a little bit when we were talking about um, uh, Preston's uh, Sony Cloud stuff and then my Cloud stuff as well. Is whatever the fuck is happening with Cyberpunk? So that one's a funny one to touch on because um, we should have had a new patch, I think, drop for Cyberpunk sometime in the last. Oh God, I don't know. Um, week maybe. Um, I haven't seen anything in my Steam library that actually kicked off to say, "Hey, you got something new to install." Um, but all I know for sure is that this game needs to be figured out. This game needs to be, um, this game needs to be sorted out and finally laid out saying okay this is what we're actually fixing here this is what we're doing to address everything and we're going to get it done you know asap i just i haven't really touched the game i tried everything to get it fixed on my side and i just couldn't get what i needed to fixed you know 100 percent. and so it kind of puts me off on playing it when i know i can play these other titles at you know 60 to 100 frames per second and they look fantastic but i'm locked at 30 um right it's a it's kind of a kick to the pants. On top of that is what everyone else is I, I guess what everyone else is expecting out of Cyberpunk anyway too is that from what I heard from my son cuz he beat the game um is that a lot of other story stuff unlocks but 
the variety of some of the thing or not story stuff, excuse me, but um, other other side things to go do. But because all these other things have unlocked, though, is that it's a lot of it is just rubber stamped throughout the throughout the thing when you're going to uh, do these missions for the Night City Police Department, you know, where it's just to, to break up a uh, um, a small group of people who are harassing another group of people. Oh, here's a drug thing going on, you know, as examples. There's that. There's the little side things running around doing stuff for other people. It, it just doesn't seem like the variety is there to keep more people engaged. And we even saw it. It was a news article this last week that said the player count for Cyberpunk 2077 has dropped from its peak, you know, its max peak of like 1.1 million down to only about 250,000 based on just Steam. And so right. I don't know if people are being discouraged or if they actually are finishing the game completely or if they're like me and waiting for the patches to come out to fix it so they can get back into it again or whatever else content they're going to add on to this game, the multiplayer, the any character customization, um, the DLC for more story stuff, what, whatever, you know, it's just it's like what the fuck is happening with Cyberpunk 2077 and, you know, when are we going to hear more about what they're actually going to do with it? just it there, there there's a lawsuit like going on to too so it's it's annoying really is what it is is that it's like i Man. i didn't actually get to talk to you i think about this preston but um i finally got to the point of using a utility on my computer called ddu and that's um uh, what is it display driver uninstaller and it's a third-party piece of software to completely remove any trace of a graphics driver from your computer uh, for your graphics card. So I had it look for the drivers for anything, any remnants of my old graphics card and remove any drivers that I had for my current graphics card to just give myself a fresh slate, um, you know, in case there's some sort of weird corruption going on behind the scenes. Um, that was kind of my last straw on some things. But sure enough, after doing that and reinstalling the drivers and trying to play the game, Nothing changed. It just hmm. seems like and it seems like any any steps I have taken to attempt to resolve the issues at hand have failed, and it just it, it sucks because I want to play the game, but it just seems like I'm getting a very uh, a, a lower quality of a game than I actually should be. You know, I, I shouldn't have to play this game at 30 frames per second. I feel like I should be able to set it as high as some of these other people are playing it at, but something else is going on and until they answer that it's like and you know a patch comes out that you know shows hey we actually did get something fixed it's kind of discouraging to play it yeah that's a shame that yeah. you're not able to get past that like i would be able to but i totally get why someone wouldn't but that's a bummer because i've heard that game does some really cool stuff in the story yeah and i'm i'm Ten and a half hours into the game, and the story has been really good so far. Um, there are some dry moments here and there that you feel like you know you have to sit through and that you can't pass. But they do have a skip feature in there, and you get kind of that worry. It's like, oh, if I skip it, am I going to miss something else? Uh, but you know, it's it's just kind of a pain that I can run all these other games at uh, you know, at, at high quality with much faster frame rates and, and have a really good time and then go to this game. And it's just, I can't do it. It's just, it sucks. So it's going to be curious to see how they continue to address the issues in cyberpunk. 
um, and how they really align their focus for the year to make it the game that they promised it was going to be. So, wonder how long it'll take. Yeah. Well, I I, I believe they they will fix it. Mm-hmm. Because there's monthly patches that they've promised at least through next month, but I can't remember. Um, when they actually said that the next round of patches is going to come out. So, hmm. but that was it on that one. Um, so I'll pass it back to you then, Kyle. Uh, last one I had for uh, this one was uh, the mention of the Switch Pro. Are we going to actually hear anything? Is uh, Nintendo going to vehemently deny it and then... Two weeks later, say, guess what, guys? We got this great idea. It's a Switch Pro. <laughs> yeah. I wonder c- what it would be. Well, did you see any of that news, Preston, about the Switch Pro stuff? Or at least the recent Mm-mm. things that came out? So there was a news article where one of these data miners, the guys who really like to dig into software update code to see you know, the little things that could be hiding there, Um, one of these data miners was actually able to find references to um, a new chipset that is specific for 4K uh, output. And it doesn't say if the chip is actually like the the way the code lines up, it doesn't really specify if the chip is inside the console itself. It's if it's a reference to, you know, talk to something within a dock, but it's, there is mention of this chipset in there. So uh, at least Nintendo is working on maybe testing something with with 4K output of some type, but, you know, it could all just be, anyway, just testing the things maybe we won't see, you know, actually at release time for a Switch Pro. How much would you pay for a new Switch? I feel like I barely even touch my Switch. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I, my Switch Lite has actually had not as much use and i just had the talk with my wife about it she's like did you pick it up for the for the novelty of it or did you actually get it to really play games on it and i was like well when i got it i was really had a lot of good times on playing it there and then it just kind of trailed off you know and it's been sitting there and hasn't honestly been doing anything there's a game called hades that you can get on the switch it's pretty freaking uh, amazing and it actually has cross saves (laughs) Maybe you, uh, maybe you play that one, sure. There, there. I know there's Hades on some other things though too. So I'm, I know I can. Yeah, grab but it, it has cross save. Uh, it's a really good Switch title, actually. I, I'm glad I picked that one up on Switch. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue that. You know, I'm not saying the Switch doesn't have good titles. I wouldn't mind going back and revisiting Breath of the Wild. Um, but I, I just don't, I just don't like it. You said it was good titles. Wow! <laughs> wow! Um, it's just, it's, I don't know what I would really pay for a switch pro. I would guess it would have to fall in line with what we see at current console prices. I would imagine, like, I don't think I'd, That's too much. I don't think I'd pay it. I like, but I think I would see a switch at like almost three ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say 400, but I, I wouldn't buy one at that. Mm-mm. Uh, if it were, if it were 300, I would consider it. If they released it instead of being an actual Switch Pro and they just continued to develop the existing Switch like with little hardware revisions here and there and continue to sell it for the same price, but have got, I've talked about this so many times, um, is they went the route of a dock that actually had the uh, 
second set of process, like second uh, chipset for processing and that to actually do 4K output, then, you know, and that was available for 150, 200 bucks. Okay, that's a different investment I can see because then I could take the existing switch and dump that in there, pop the games in and actually get a 4K experience without buying a shit ton of hardware, you know, again. Or if it was just a $150 dock replacement. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it sounds like we have way too many unanswered questions, though. Yeah. We do, because it's... About what this could be or not. Yeah, because Nintendo... Especially yeah. since it's just a line of code right now. Yeah. Yeah. It points at it. Yeah, and that could be for anything. I mean, you it, he could have... Uh, I didn't really read too deep into the data miner stuff, per se. Like, I didn't go to look to see what they were they themselves were saying. But based on the news articles I read, you know, I mean, it could have been as simple as them grabbing a log. And maybe it was a, a 4K chip that might have been from a, a display they were they were using to to actually tool the code itself and not necessarily use to output switch games to a 4k display or something too you know there's always that included with it so yeah it could be but uh i don't know the switch is gonna be what four years old this what march i think so yeah i think that's right yeah Let's see. Yeah, March 3rd, 2017. So yeah, this March, it'll be a four-year-old console with one hardware revision. I have like 10 games on it. (laughs) (laughs) There's also that too. Yeah. Yeah. They're all really good games. They are pretty good games. They are. I only buy the best. Yeah. Uh, Except for Astral Chain. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care too much for that. That was the reason oh, I got dear. a Switch. That is, isn't it? Yeah, and then Brandon played it, yeah. I think, and I think I got I think I got overwhelmed by Brandon talking about that game so much. He got he got me jacked for it, man. I was like, alright, you get you sold me. <laughs> yeah, I had I had planned on getting a switch uh even before I started the podcast uh with you guys and uh astral chain was coming out and that was the one title i was like oh man this is gonna be really cool and it came out and i was really disappointed (laughs) (laughs) what a shame yeah it's like yeah yeah i i just don't know what i would really do paying that kind of money for a for a switch pro right now i think i'd put the money instead to upgrading my processor and motherboard on my computer instead yeah, uh, but Preston, I know money it, well spent, Jeremy. Exactly, it really is. Yeah. Uh, but circling around here, at least on a on yours, Preston, though, is uh, will Xbox? I kind of deal with each other. Yeah. Actually, they're kind of. I guess you can kind of combine mm-hmm. these. Uh, PS Five versus Xbox. Who's going to gain the advantage this year? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and then my other one is: Will Xbox's dev buys pay off with Bethesda and like Ninja Theory? Are they going to put out the games? Those are so, but those kind of go in yeah. hand in hand with each other like that will help Xbox gain the advantage possibly. Mhm. I think that's going to be a big fight this year. I think I think that is actually what's going to keep uh Xbox in the playing field personally. You think? Cuz you think about it, uh, uh there's a lot actually 99% of the games are coming out on PC as well. And I think that's where Microsoft at least has it positioned just right anyway, is that because Game Pass Ultimate is a good mix of letting you get games on your Xbox and get games on your PC with EA titles included, that has 
basically been their boon. I mean, it's not necessarily the new consoles, but all of this stuff rolled into one and it's 15 bucks a month. Yeah, it's a good buy. It is. And yeah. and like we talked about previously, Sony doesn't have that. They've got great first party titles, very immersive stories, very great gameplay, but there's there's different things that people are looking for out there as well. And and Sony just doesn't seem to be able to compete yet with, with what Xbox can do. Not in that regard, but then Sony has its own things like that. Those fucking haptic controllers, if they can utilize that in more games and make it worthwhile, Jesus Christ, dude, that I agree with Brandon. That could be a game changer. Yeah, that's a big, uh, that's very yeah. big. And then the expandable storage, of course, has always been a point of contention between Xbox and uh, so and PlayStation, just because on the PlayStation, you can just swap out the drive. And now, you know, for the PlayStation 5, you just snap off the top panel and pull another cover off. And oh, look, there's a uh, M.2 expansion bay, which I don't think is active yet, but it's there. I th- I think it is actually active. Now. I didn't know if they had activated it yet or not. I just know that when it launched, I, I had seen an article the other day that that they were talking about the different NVMe uh, cards you could put in it. So I think they might already have a list. I don't know if it's active for sure, but they might have a, the start of a list. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything immediately it just says you know i'm seeing articles talking about how to expand but i'm not seeing anything that says um you know that it's actually available yet so that's kind of a a kicker for them but the fact that you can just go and quite honestly you know hit any store that sells computer parts even office depot and surprisingly walmart you can go get an m.2 uh solid state drive for much much less money than a seagate expansion card for an xbox so they've always had that on their side and it's definitely still showing into this i am curious though preston big time about those about the controller and just to see what other games do take advantage of that yeah and which ones has the better exclusives which is part of will bethesda help Microsoft get some exclusives out there because Ninja Theory did not do so hot with Bleeding Edge last year. No, they did. Did they get Hellblade 2 this year? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes, I'm looking forward to that one. If that does come out this year. Is that actually scheduled for this year? I think so. I got to look then. I'm pretty sure it is. But, yeah, first year is always, I think, probably the biggest year in the console race. Because hmm. I think Sony jumped, remember, PS3 and or PS4 and Xbox One, Sony jumped out to that huge lead, and Microsoft never caught up. Even though I would say the last three years of Microsoft were probably better than Sony. Maybe not this year, but three years before that. Okay. So don't want to lose that lead. No. So it looks like uh, it'll also be interesting to see what happens if Sony does lose that lead. Will they open up crossplay? Will they stop being bitches about that? Will mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's yeah. Hey. Sh- that goes into one of your shirts. I love the segues, guys. Man, we are so we're starting to figure out a a good path with those as we go through the rest of our episodes. But yeah, uh, moving into one of uh, my last ones here. Of course, I got two more on my list, but um, more emphasis on crossplay support during initial development. So uh, to just really summarize that even further, or or to, excuse me, to expand on that further, is crossplay should not be a second thought when making a game. 
if a game has multiplayer, that should be one of those things right there at the front that says, are we releasing this on more platforms? And if so, what's it going to take for us to go ahead and include crossplay day one? I think the pandemic really showed how important that was uh, for people to actually stay somewhat sane in the last uh, 10 months now, um, 10, 11 months, excuse me, uh, because, you know, we've had, we've had a lot of good titles that have come out this year, I think, that have still been able to keep people playing together. Um, and, and Animal Crossing, of course, is one of them. Preston, I know you're already rolling your eyes. Um, obviously, of course, we're not going to see... <laughs> Do you have a camera in my house? I, I feel it. I feel the energy, okay? I feel the energy. Dude, not even... You were about a quarter second off. My fucking eyes were in the back of my head. <laughs> Roll my fucking eyes. I told you I felt Crossing that energy, bullshit. dude. It was right there. It's like get the fuck away. But obviously, of course, Animal Crossing is a is a direct Nintendo property, and it's not going to be something you're going to see on on Xbox or PC or or, or PlayStation or anything. You're not going to see that. Um, but you still got some games that are closed off that would benefit from crossplay, and I think this year alone has really shown that with not only with people losing their jobs. You know, it's actually that's a big one. You know, people lose their jobs. They don't have the money to go buy um, games or or if they can't afford a game, then they can't go buy a console to go play that specific game to play with other people. Um, It's just one of those things that crossplay, I think, needs more and more emphasis like day one if they know they're putting multiplayer into it no matter what. And I think I think we're kind of getting there a little bit more. And and I'll kind of tie this into what you were talking about. Preston with um, kind of like Xbox versus PlayStation this year, you know, who's going to come out on top is that I think Microsoft is going to really hold that edge because of game pass for um, Xbox and game pass for PC. I can go get sea of thieves through game pass for PC and play that with people, um, you know, who are only playing it on Xbox. You know, I can, I can have that level of control that's different you know, versus to me having a PlayStation and I can't go play Sea of Thieves with somebody there too. You know, I'd have to go buy a whole Xbox or if my PC can actually run the game itself, I can maybe do that. Um, It's just, it's those things that I think Microsoft kind of has a lead on, even though they still are first party titles, but it's two completely different platforms. So I think in 2021, there needs to be really looking at it. And it's like, if we're going to bring people together and, and make sure they actually can be together then crossplay's gotta gotta be there more and more. Well, but it's definitely much better. The reason the conversation comes up though is because Sony has such a giant market of the people that they need Sony to jump in on this. Otherwise, who cares if Microsoft's cross-platform? True. No, and that's gonna be like, well, my friends are still on Sony. My, mm-hmm. we need them to jump in on this. Otherwise. Because of the fuck. No, that's that's absolutely, that's I, absolutely right. I don't know, so I don't know if that's going to help Microsoft gain an edge. Because if Sony doesn't play ball, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm not trying to you know um, eliminate them and and you know not count any of them because you're absolutely right. I mean the the market for Sony is I think when it comes to the actual console wars itself. I mean nobody really looks at Nintendo because they sell so well. Um, but when it comes to it, they really always look at Xbox versus PlayStation, who's doing well. And they usually top each other, you know, every other month. 
Um, so you're absolutely right, is that there needs to be really good discussions and collaboration between the two to actually open up more of the crossplay for sure. That's that's 100%. Don't, isn't that on Microsoft and PC? Like, don't they need to come up with a reason to make Sony say that it's financial? It's in their best financial interest to play ball. I don't know. What, I don't know what you're going to tell them. Yeah, exactly. Sony's it's like because yeah, because the imp- Sony's like fuck you. Who cares? Right. Well, because the impact to them is, I guess, ultimately, is that it, it takes them away. It takes a potential customer away from being able to buy their product. Um, I guess where it really comes into is. You know, a person may not actually go buy a game, you know, that might be available on another platform just because it's like, oh, well, I know my friends have this game on this platform here. I can't go play this game with them if I buy it for my platform. You know, it's it's also a it's a smaller margin, um, I would think. I don't know. I have to really look at the numbers, but, you know, then it's a game that they can't sell then either. It's it's a double edged sword, I guess, depending on wherever the the amount of money they make is greater, you know, than the other, you know, they make more money off of selling a console or do they make more money off of selling the actual game itself? So that's going to be the, that I think that's going to be the defining factor more than anything else, but it's going to have to be bigger industry-wide conversations with not only the console manufacturers, but also those in the gaming sphere themselves, the developers, the publishers, um, gamers themselves it's going to have to be all over to make it happen it's not just going to be sony and microsoft sitting in an office and saying okay well what can we do i think it will (laughs) (laughs) or if it's anything like microsoft being in nintendo's offices back in 2000 and they were laughed out Nintendo's like i just see nintendo (laughs) like looking through the window like can i come in they're like no Big boy talk. Actually, it's the other way around. Instead, we Go talked about Animal it. Crossing, bitch. We talked about it in the news on Friday. Is that um, apparently back in 2000, Microsoft went to Nintendo to acquire Nintendo, and Nintendo laughed their asses out of the office. What, what year? Uh, 2000, because uh, Microsoft was trying to build up a catalog of games and, and support for the Xbox. Man, you imagine. <laughs> and so Nintendo like laughed them out of the uh, office, and apparently they shared uh, information about the actual development of the Xbox with them at that point in time. It's like, well, we make really good hardware, and you know, we're. Uh, I guess they, based on the article that Kyle and I looked at, they made some remarks about um, some of the hardware they put out. You know, which at that point in time they were only at N sixty four because the GameCube hadn't dropped. Um, you know, it's like we got the hardware, you guys got the software. Let's let's bring it together. But yeah, so I think it'd be more. Well, I mean, and and that's what Sony's thinking, right? Like Sony's like, we have the games. We're we're better at making the game. We have God of War. We have Spider Man. We have Bloodborne. We have Infamous. We have these series. Yeah. that people want. Fuck you. They're gonna they're gonna buy our system, not yours. No, I, like you need you need us. Yeah. No. Exactly. That's that's I think where that's gonna probably lay is that Sony's gonna have I think more of the control. But again, it's gonna be an industry wide thing. I think that's going to take it to become more of a a standard. But yeah, I think it's gonna totally. have to be. I'm with you. Yeah, convincing Sony and then leading the charge with them to get it done. If it wasn't such a bad look, like if the community wasn't so harsh on Sony, I, I think they probably would never do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'd ever care, but it, 
since everybody else is doing it and they're not they're the only holdouts and it's making them look bad oh yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah um and then i've got the last one here and then we'll wrap up this uh looking ahead to 2021 is better tools against scalpers and i swear to god that this should this shouldn't even be something for 2021 i swear this really shouldn't be is that we had um and i'm gonna put some blame on the actual manufacturers here as well too but um you know there's so many people out there in the the DevOps space to be able to actually make code to better shut down scalpers and bots to, you know, to make sure that customers can actually get the product instead of somebody going in and buying 50 PlayStation 5s or buying every Xbox Series X and selling them for $300 to $500 more than they're actually being sold for. It's, it it should just be common sense in this regard, and we shouldn't have to have the conversation on this one. Um, I think another <laughs> Sherm's giving us a lecture. <laughs> hey, really? No, it's just really right? it's, it's, it's seriously. He's talking to me like a fucking child. We shouldn't have to go over this. Your room we should already be clean. It's bullshit. Before I get home, <laughs> it really feels like it, dude. It really does because these are some of the biggest companies in the world. What I I think what really bothers me, uh, like on top of this, is that because it is simple stuff. You know, the are you not a robot type? You know, captchas to get people to stop doing stuff. Um, making actual cues in the system instead of, you know, just having everybody go and hit the website all at once. Um, the other problem lays on the manufacturer side of things. And, and again, Kyle and I talked about this in the news is that not only did we have the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series S and X launch all within a couple weeks of each other, um, the uh, system on a chip manufacturer for those consoles, AMD, also decided to drop brand new CPUs and brand new GPUs at the exact same time. Within a six-week window, we had new processors and new graphics card for gaming computers. We had the uh, the consoles released, you know, four different flavors or, or two different flavors of each console family. Um, it, it's like they, they shot themselves in the foot that, like, we're going to release all these cool products at the exact same time. And not only do we have the problem with the scalpers picking things up as fast as they can and getting them all. So not everybody can get them, but the manufacturers who are just like, well, we can't produce enough because we're all doing the same shit at the same time. It's, it's just well, silly. Take COVID into account too. Oh, absolutely. No, no, that's always going to be a key thing for uh, quite honestly, anything we're in right now. And what we have to kind of go off of day by day for 2021 is what is, what COVID has impacted in the last year that's going to uh, not necessarily resolve until, fuck, the end of this year? You know, middle of this year? I really don't think it would have... I, I think your processors still would have been a big problem uh, with scalpers. I don't think systems would have mm-hmm. been nearly as bad. I think there we still would have had some issues, but if it hadn't been for COVID, I think this the launch would have been a lot smoother. Yeah, I, I just... I think the other part of it, though, too, that also lies into it with COVID is when the lockdowns and quarantines and staying at home stuff really started to take effect back in March and April. uh, All of the consoles that were available on store shelves were picked up, you know, purchased in mass and and people were left without anything. I mean, I think it took almost six to eight weeks for me to see a Nintendo Switch Lite actually appear on the shelf of a of a walmart 
just because of how much demand there was. So not only did they have the new consoles to develop for, they also had to get manufacturing and gear to replenish what um, had been sold out so quick, just because people had more time to play games at home. So I think there was a nice big mixed bag of, of COVID chaos that has uh, changed the game industry forever. I don't know. But... Not about forever, but... No, I don't know, I guess. Well, well and... I, I think the uh, scalping is gonna gonna be something really to look at probably for the first few months uh, particularly not just because of the new consoles and the new cards but because the the tariffs and whatnot um, I think we're gonna see maybe a minor resurgence in the scalping but I think it, it'll potentially go away it, it always does after a few months like you know give it you know, six, eight months. Yeah. It's going to be gone, but I, I, I feel like it might be a little bit more extended because of those tariffs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of money to be spending there. Cause yeah, you're talking anywhere from, uh, what, um, yeah, I would say everything or, from a hundred to like $350 more. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be, I think just, Another big one is that, you know, do people have the money to pay for the other stuff is on top of it? So, mm-hmm. huh, interesting. Anyway, yeah, that last one was a little bit more of a rant because it's just like, come the fuck on, guys. You can, <laughs> you you have the ways to do this. You pay people to develop shit for you all the time. Come on, just, this is not, this should not be that hard for you. Whatever. It's fine. I got my Series X. I'm okay. <laughs> You're real mad. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just annoying. Is all it is. Well, and you know, it, it's it's one of those things. There there are companies that are trying to combat against scalpers by doing like package deals only. But even right. then, the scalpers are picking up the package deals and selling them piecemeal and still scalping the other parts. Yeah. So yeah, I know Newegg was doing that with the graphics cards. Um, yeah. And then they changed their policy on something with that, too, that I, I can't remember exactly what they had to change on it. But, yeah, there's that. And then um, what was it? Costco. Someone actually had put a picture up of a Costco that was selling a Sony uh, TV with a PlayStation 5 bundled in the same box. So that, I think, was one of those wow. things. Yeah, and I don't even think it was actually a really good TV either. I think it was just a, you know, a nice enough 4K TV. And then had a PlayStation Five bundled with it. GameStop was doing shit like that too. Yeah, their their bundles were like nine hundred dollars, and you had to get like an extra controller and a year of just a PlayStation Plus. Mm. Yeah, just to boost their shit. I I think I was reading before the uh uh before the release. There they had their goal was like five or six attaches per sale. That's insane. That's a lot. So that means you have to pick up five to, you have to pick up four to five other items, or get get a customer that's already picking up a five hundred dollar console to pick up four to five other items just to make a sales goal. That's insane. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's mm. interesting. Man, you knew they would. But, I mean, if there's one way to combat it, then that's it. You know, that's part of it. And if there's some sort of... But, I don't know. Mm. I I do like the way that uh, Sony does it through 
their their storefront. If you go directly through Sony's storefront on release days, you have to wait in a queue, and you can't exit the web browser. It locks you into that queue. Um, and as long as you stay in that web browser, if you're there when it pops you out, it, it it'll tell it'll only put you in the queue if there's a system available for you. And once you're in the storefront, you have as long as you're moving between pages and actually clicking stuff, you have so many minutes between clicks or whatever before it times out. And then it gives it actually does give you time to check out and stuff. Hmm, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So th- that that I think is probably the best thought out way to combat against a scalper is you you actually have to make them sit, wait, and select the things individually like oh yeah i do want the console you know yeah it's i did they change the return policies though like with the consoles themselves to say you i don't know if somehow i missed this in there from you kyle but did they change the return policies that say like if you want to return you know all these other things because you didn't necessarily need them you have to return everything on the ticket I'm not actually certain on that. Because I can imagine if someone um, now, is being told that they need to go spend $900 on buying everything to get the PlayStation 5, you know, it's like, can they return everything else and sell, um, you know, just the PlayStation 5, you know? Now, I know in the past, one one of the things that GameStop has done is they they actually take some of the systems and they say, they actually do go with these things. So it's almost like in the system, they marry them to the product. So you, when you ring it out, it actually has an entire or entirely different stock keeping unit number or a SKU uh, from everything else. And that SKU includes the, uh, the console, a controller, a game, and, you know, uh, a replacement plan or something like that. So you're, you're actually ringing up something that's specific to that. And there are specific serial numbers and specific serial or specific systems designated to those bundles. Okay. No, that, that was why I just wanted to kind of ask about so, that. Yeah. They, that That's how they avoid it. So they make you basically, if you don't want one of those pieces inside the bundle, you have to sell it back. Okay. Kind of a dirty way to do it, but yeah, they they force you to basically buy it, open it, and sell it back to them. GameStop with a dirty business practice? You don't say. Uh, it's twenty twenty one, but say. it may be a new year, Preston. But it doesn't mean that they're going to change. It's not a new GameStop. <laughs> We're the new GameStop. We just fuck you even harder in twenty twenty one. Well, yep. I think, man, I think it's everything for 2021. I'm sure there's probably more. Jeez. Uh, th- this year is going to change. Like, everything's going to change day by day now. And, and who knows what's going to be canceled? Who knows what's going to appear? Um, we may get, who knows, a, a PlayStation 5 Pro already this year for some goddamn reason. Who knows? Um, but the year is still young and... <laughs> I would be so pissed. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Uh, and of course, we will uh, we will be here to talk about these things going on anyway. So with that said, guys, is that everything for us for uh, I think so. starting 2021? Yeah, that's it for me. Well, then 
Thank you so much, everybody, for sticking with us here in our Looking Ahead to 2021 episode. Don't forget to check us out on anchor.fm slash d-mpc-podcast. That is the home of our podcast. You hear it from me every week. So please make sure to be following us on there and on your favorite podcast platform of choice. We are on social media on Facebook and Twitter at the NPCs Podcast. Make sure to follow us there as well, too, because I swear to God, I use that thing for everything there. So hit us up, especially on the Facebook part. We're on YouTube at the NPCs Podcast. Links to that are on our Anchor.fm page and on our uh, Facebook and YouTube, or on our Facebook and Twitch, or bleh, not Twitch, Twitter. God damn it, I can't talk. Uh, the links are there. APM Mountain Time on YouTube and on Facebook Live. Kyle and I get together to do a weekly video game news roundup where we talk about that week's video game news, how it impacts us, how it impacts you, and provide our commentary on that. And, of course, look to your commentary. So tune in, YouTube and Facebook, 8 p.m. Mountain Time. Look to see you there. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We'll catch you all in the next episode. <laughs> nice job, sir. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>